and a mouse keep running, running, and 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 running, running, Everybody and welcome to episode 114 of the Weird Science Marvel Comics podcast. I am Jim. I am not here with Brandon for now. He's actually just not doing the intro. Uh, tonight I'm going to have a couple things on my own to try to get things done quicker for him. You know, kind of take some of the weight off of his shoulders and onto mine uh and so i'm going to be doing this intro but then we'll be right in with brandon in a second i will be here to tell you that you can find us on the intranets at our website weirdsciencemarvelcomics.com on twitter at ws marvel comics where if you follow us we follow you Kind of sounds like it'd be like a slogan for Toys R Us or something, right? And also we have a Patreon account, patreon.com slash weird science. If you go there each and every week, we have the Marvel Spotlight, where two books are picked by the bad butts of the Fresh Start crew, Kapuya, Kapuya. And uh, this past week, they picked Absolute Carnage Weapon Plus number one and Yandu number one. So two number ones were picked. uh, And each week, a poll goes up for the Bad Butts to pick which books we do talk about on uh, that spotlight that comes out each and every Wednesday on New Comic Book Day. So you can go and buy your comics at lunch. This is what I'm telling you to do. And then read them and then listen to me and Brandon talk about two of those that night. Uh, Also, we have a lot of other shows on the Patreon, Marvel comic shows, DC comic shows, indie comic shows, and things that are non-comic shows like a pop culture show, things like that. All that sort of jazz. Um, But I'm not going to waste any more time. I'm not going to just, you know, make fun of Brandon behind his back that his bills lost to my son Rafe's Cleveland Browns. Uh, I'm I'm not going to make fun of that. Why, Why would I do that? I would never do such a thing. Uh, Rafe ended up sending, telling me to send Brandon a message uh, that the bills stink and they can stuff it. That's what he said, you know. Those, them's fighting words, I guess. In, in Buffalo, I'm sure they are. Um, but yeah, we'll be going off right now. I'm going to be joined with Brandon. Like I said, later on, I'm going to be doing some solo reviews of Black Cat number six and also Magnificent Miss Marvel number nine. So uh, I hope that you enjoyed those as well. But without further ado, I want to present to you, Brandon. It is snowing in July and guys are wearing denim vests. And one of them has got a rainbow sash up there in Buffalo. They could never win at all, but they complain about it all the time. No gold and white right. We USFALO. It's the armpit of 
Ah, yes, I'm yes. here with Brandon. Is there any way I can get a hold of the uh, town council over there in Buffalo? Maybe that could be the, Maybe. the, the city's I don't, I don't pay theme. attention to politics. So you, you'd Possibly. have as good an idea of knowing that number as I would. Yes, I, I think that <laughs> I'm going to get a hold of them so that we can make that the official song of Buffalo. You are here with me. I mentioned in the intro that yes, you would sir. that I, I ended up going to make coffee at one point and thought that I lost you again. No. But I did not. Almost. No, nope, I'm but here. I did not. The coffee ended up taking me a little too long. I ended up going to get coffee, not get coffee, make coffee. And uh, then my wife wanted her medicine, and then my wife yelled at me, and then she yelled at me some more, and, and then, uh, you know, over and over. Uh, so we're here to talk a bunch of books. And these are some here uh, that we haven't talked uh, in a while about. Uh, and some that we have really uh, gone back to read and really enjoy now. And two of those will be something that I'm going to be doing on my own. I can't force you yet to go and read Miss Marvel, even though when you did read it, you didn't mind it. Yeah, you no, didn't I just got to. I just, haven't got to that. I caught up yeah. on other things first. That's all. Yeah, yeah, and and also uh, Black Cat. I'll be talking about uh, by myself, and and you could catch up to that pretty easy. And both of those I like, but also me and you later on in the podcast we'll be talking about Miles. Because we haven't talked about him in a while, and we never really didn't like that either. It's just yeah. I, it's just weird. We just fell off some books because big things came out. You had events. You have number one. So we tried to do those. And then some of these other books get lost in the cracks. But I said to you even before we recorded, my philosophy from now on is basically like I do in life, that I'll consider you a good guy or gal. Until you mess me up once, you know, you screw <laughs> me once, shame on you because I, that's all it takes. I'm yeah. not one of those guys that give Quick a lot of grudge. second chances. Yeah. So, yeah, and I can hold a grudge. Yes, my wife. And so when a book goes to the point where we don't like it, where me and you can even behind the scenes say a score, I'll say a five. <laughs> if it's five or below, why talk about it? Because we do not talk every book. And this is something that me and Eric talked about a lot on the DC podcast. If you talk about every book, then you can continue talking about stuff you don't like because you're talking about every book. But when you're picking five, uh, why keep doing something you hate? I mean, really, if somebody's going to tune into the podcast with, you know, all of a sudden there's a name on, you know, the marquee there and they're like, oh, I like that book. And they go and we trash it. Take dumps and on it. They're just not yeah. going to like us. So yeah. I like We're people We're prone to do that us. too from time to time. So yeah, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, we'll get to the point where we do, you know, finally trash something that we don't like. But then we'll kind of let it sit for a while and, and check back in kind of like we're doing with these other books. Even though, like I said, some of these we just kind of lost track of because of the amount of books. And really doing the Marvel and the DC deal it really does go where I'm at DC. Oh man, we have six books this week. Huh? Let's see how many we have with Marvel up. Oh, there's seven trillion. <laughs> I, I mean, there, there are times where the difference the is thing nine is, and 27. I it's can look crazy. at the Marvel list and see the seven trillion books and be like, man, I don't like any of these. This week, really at first glance, I'll read a few of yeah. them and enjoy them. But this was the opposite. Like I'm going through the, the list this week. I'm like, oh man, there's almost an abundance to, to choose yeah. from this week. Yeah, actually, there was. So we're, that's why we're having a couple extra uh, this week. Also, me doing those little extra was just to be able to do that so that we have the time to do it. You are a, a young father. 
or at least you're yes. a father of young kids. I, yeah. You, it's you ain't a spring chicken. Can and you tell? you're, you're <laughs> yeah, really. I can tell it's just the enthusiasm. I just sit and yell at my kids. Rafe yeah. and Rafe is on that uh, fasting, that 12 hour fasting diet. Oh, he's on the Zach Efron know. diet. Eh, whatever that is. If it's Zach Efron's diet, then I'm in. I'm on it's, that diet every day too because I come home to uh, the wife goes to work. I come home and then I just deal with you know kids running around yeah, all day. Yeah, I, I don't. Do I just that. don't That's get what, to eat. That's there really my twelve isn't hours much there. to that diet. There really, <laughs> yeah. it's a weird diet. Uh, but he ended up yelling at me because he wanted me to buy him a scale. For this, in the meantime, he quit his job, so he's gonna have to wait until he gets another job. He so quit he his get job a scale. at Walmart that sold Walmart, scales. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that sold scales after he ended up upgrading his phone discount too. On. Yeah, you could have all that. Ethan still works there, so maybe he'll do that. So it, Tanya took Rafe over to Walmart to weigh himself, and he did lose That's some. That's awesome. Uh, that is yeah, awesome. So, and then yelled at me. <laughs> then he yelled at me. He started screaming at me. Though. We have to go because you didn't. I actually, he never asked about a scale. They just assumed that I would say no, and they're right yeah. because I would have. Because you don't he, need a scale in he quit house. his job. It only depresses yeah, everybody. Really. It does. I, I'd get on there. I'm like, don't even do it. Don't even do it. Scale. But we're gonna start with a number two. Not you know. And I always start with number two. Yeah. Usually after that, after number one comes coffee. creeping in as well. <laughs> uh, that's the thing. I, I am one of those. I can never do a number two without a number one. So they're always together. That causes some issues, hand but hey, hand. that's just how I go. Uh, but yeah, the Ghost Rider number two, and this is Ghost Rider versus Ghost Rider number two. And we like the first issue enough. I, I mean, I and I, I'm, I'm having the problem lately where I can't remember what we did on Patreon and what we did on the normal podcast yeah. because we do so many things that I end up getting all confused. But I know we did it. I know that I, uh, when we did talk about it, Aaron liked it better than we liked yeah, it. He, he gave it a ten, review right? it on the site. Yeah, we threw a lot of shade and, at him secretly on the no, podcast. No, didn't throw shade. <laughs> I, uh, basically, what I said was he's a, a maroon. Yeah. That's what I know. Actually, we said it's, it's one of those things that up there, you know? it tied a lot of things together that he was wondering. And so, personally, I could see why he would give it a ten. We we these things weren't anything that we were you know big on. I didn't read Damnation. Yeah. I didn't go with all that stuff. So. That that's more of an Aaron thing, and he ended up loving it. So we we end up going into this issue, and I I think that I'm pretty steady with it. I think that this is like steady as it goes because nothing in this it, you know Ghost Rider so far in two issues is blowing my mind, but it's also not annoying me. It's mainly because I don't have that much of a connection with Ghost Rider. And, uh, you know, that's that. So as we go in, we'll talk about it. But it's good. There's parts that are good, and I'm not going to be negative about it. It's just at the end. I don't know if this would be something that I would be buying if I was just there at the comic store. Is this another one where we're we're not sure if it's a miniseries or if it's an ongoing and the status of it? I don't know, but I I have a feeling because I I have a feeling it is selling okay, uh, selling well the first issue. I don't know the second issue here, what it'll sell, and it'll go from that. But I have a feeling this will last past that five uh, issue just because of how good it's doing. But we'll see. It is Ghost Rider number two. It's the King of Heck, the King of Hell Part 2. It is written by Ed Brisson, Aaron Cooter with Craig Young, John Lucas, and Luciano Vecchio on art. There's a lot of artists on this, and I actually did not notice. I was just going to say it's another case of me Yeah, that's a little tip to my, you know, that's us actually, you know, giving some props there. Because if, if you don't realize it, 
That means they kind of did their job, I guess. Uh, Colors by Jason Keith and letters by VCs Clayton Cowles. It is the King of Hell Part 2. To save Earth, Johnny Blaze took control of the throne of Hell while its previous ruler, the demon Mephisto, was jailed in Las Vegas. Blaze remained trapped in hell, unfamiliar with the full power and duty he now wielded. Meanwhile, in Brooklyn, Danny Ketchum successfully tried to put the spirit behind him by opening up a bar called The Fadeaway. And that's really what Brandon does up in Buffalo. Yep. You have problems. You open a bar, at least go to one. At least the behind, right? I don't don't have the money to open one, personally. Yeah, really. (laughs) I don't think you'd have the patience either. But if you did, would it be a sports bar? Would you open a sports bar? Or would it be like, really? There'd be TVs all over the place. Oh, my. While cutting off a demon breakout, Blaze, well, that's (laughs) where you are, Blaze. If you you open something, that's the thing is, I believe in Buffalo – they don't have liquor licenses. You have wing licenses is yeah. what I guess. You because get everybody there drinks. You, you don't care about that. Yeah, really. You start doing crazy. Well, I think that this wing sauce is going to be a raspberry vinaigrette. You're like, nope. get the hell out of that's, town. Yep. <laughs> that's Albany crap. Get out of here. That's what they say. <laughs> then. Go and back you, to you the get city, city boy. Yeah, really. <laughs> hey there, hipster. Get your hips out of here. While cutting off a demon breakout, Blaze found himself back on Earth, but corrupted by the power of hell. And so this is what was going on. And really, if you ask me, I not knowing going into this, you know, not being a ghostwriter guy, didn't read Damnation and things like that. I was led to believe by my own stupidity that this was a full out Danny Ketch book and that it was just that Johnny was in hell and he was going to kind of try to twist and turn some things. Well, you see that that's not the case. Yeah. It, it is a both of them. Book. Yeah, it really goes back and forth. Book. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I think the, that the cover, I don't know if this it's not the title of the issue or the but title the ghost of Rider the versus yeah, Ghost Rider. That was yeah, a little yeah. weird. It threw me off because it's not just the title alone. I'm like, what's going on here? I said that when I read that, Brandon. How dare you? <laughs> well, wait, where is it? There we go. See, she credits even better. They're making a mural of her on a side of a building. She's yeah, pissed off at yeah. Somewhere uh, in Kelly. But yeah, so that that actually in my mind. Uh, it did kind of up the ante for me. So, uh, you know, you're getting, you know, both, though, I will tell you that I'm glad, spoiler alert, Danny gets the, you know, the spirit of vengeance taken away from him in this issue. And, and it's not soon enough in my mind because I was confused while they were fighting half the time. They, they end up fighting. Who. Oh, my God. I I'm like, once they get off their motorcycles. Or something, yeah. you know? I, I'm telling you, I, you have to go. I'm like looking at the vests and I'm like, you, you can tell, but sometimes you can't. And I'm like, well, you know, Danny's got that souped up, you know, b- pocket rocket motorcycle <laughs> and, and Johnny's, but they're, they're not on them. So I'm like, oh, darn. But yeah, so it starts off and you do end up, you know, being caught up from the last issue where you do have Johnny walking down the street. Uh, you know, looks like he's barefooted. Uh, it's a cool well, look, I be? guess. You know, there you go. I know that it was always that look, you know, back in the 80s into the 90s where you knew you had a cool teacher because he wore a suit with with uh, sneakers. Yeah. And you're like, who are you, David Letterman or something? <laughs> and, they, you know, they, they thought they were cool. Like, oh, that's the cool guy. Uh, but, yeah, he's walking around. He's barefooted. He's looking. And he sees everybody with their sins and things like that, how they have it with it's the you know, flame kind of coming out. Yeah. And he is. He's just disgusted with the deal. But it turns around that he is looking for 
the people who don't have it because those are the people who escaped hell. And that that's a pretty good twist. I, uh, I wish just he, to, he would tell you a little bit of why he's walking down the street and why he's mad at these people. Like, do they just leave the toilet well, seat they, well, up or what's going that's on That's the thing, here? though. They left. They escaped hell and he has to take them back because he looks like a fool. Yeah, it, is, it, they, it looks a little bit, though, like almost too much. Like every single person he he's walking by and dealing with is the yeah, state hell. And, and that's, it's that's weird, what though, makes is, me question everything right when away. You go, well, when you go through this, the, the big deal is is that you end up having Danny show up to say these people aren't demons they're real people you're insane you you, something's wrong with you where johnny's like no 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 something's wrong with you you just don't do your job right you could be helping me and you're not i know you are but what am i basically and and at the end of at the end of the issue last issue you know during it you did have danny going to his mom's grave and his mom's spirit coming and saying Watch out for Johnny. He's he's bad. It's he's something's wrong with him. He's, you know, power hungry. He's down in hell. Now he's up here. Don't trust him. So it all ties into that. And I'm sure there's going to be more twists and turns as we go with that, because it is kind of a, a cool horror esque twist where you do think that Johnny is just there collecting these bad, you know, souls that ended up going out of hell. Before their time Yeah we saw and, that last uh, issue Yeah and, and so he's doing his thing And the, the twist being that he might just be killing Normal people and that that's pretty crazy But yeah he sees this guy And it, it did remind me of a thing that they kind of play with Sometimes with Superman And I ended up you know over at DC and I, and I like that they end up Doing this where he's going around And he looks for the guys who don't have The souls it's like the idea of when you're Trying to hide from Superman and you're going Around like a lead car yeah, uh, Superman should be able to see the thing that he doesn't see. Like all of a sudden, there's this blank thing moving around that you yeah. can't see, and so that's how he does it. And he goes and grabs this guy, and he's like, "You know, you're going to hell. What, what do you think you're doing? You end up, you know, possessing people and damning them to hell. And you're getting the same thing from each of these demons. It seems it's the same mo of." Man, why why can't you let us go? You know, you know how bad it's down there, and you could be nice, and and it's awful, and we're doing this and that, and he doesn't care. He's got to no. send them back down he has, there. He has a good point at one. Uh, he's like, oh, basically, you killed somebody to get back to mm-hmm. Earth, and and he's he's yeah. like, we that's yeah, they took these being bodies. A scumbag, you're going yeah, back. Yeah, you're to a hell. scumbag. So you even so. did more. <laughs> and, and in fact, him saying the idea of. You know, you you say that you are reformed and that the hell is the worst thing you could possibly do. So if you're so good, why would you damn somebody else to what you want to get away with? That's not reformed. You're a piece of crap. And and even like these guys, he ends up saying, because this ends up being a guy and it seems a little bit too much of a coincidence. I mean, you end up having him kill a guy who is a regular at Danny's bar. And then, you know, th- this all kind of ties in yeah. a little Just bit. Just so too the cop closely. can end up at Danny's, basically. And yeah. Kind of yeah, set yeah, off you end this up course having of Detective events. Dolan, who comes in and says she thinks it's him and says, where were you? Can you corroborate your story? Anybody witness? He's like, I was at my mom's grave. You know, I was drunk. I said, is this the girl they said yeah, was so yeah, beautiful yeah. from Land? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Okay. She, she looks a little better now. Right? <laughs> she looks a little She's still better. She's not knocking right? my socks off yeah. here is all so I'm saying. She yeah. thinks it's him, uh, but he's like, no, 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 it is. And we know it's Johnny. And it ends up being this Henry, and he's and that's personal. So that's why I think you throw that thing in with this Henry who's a regular at his bar, and it does become more personal, but it just seemed pushed a little. And they're like, he was burned. And, and this is the thing that I like, too. They're not going to play around. 
they have witnesses of a flaming skull guy coming in off of his flaming motorcycle and doing this. So it's not like one of those that they're playing around like, we found him burned and we thought it was, no, 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 you know, it's Johnny. You just, you know, throw that out there because that's what the book is. Johnny's just kind of going down the deal. He's got to get on to the next one. Yeah, he's got to get all these demons in. Yeah, really. And he ends up on a yacht. You know, I'm on a boat here. Where's T-Pain? And so you end up where there's all these pieces of crap there. And, they, you know, and this is the thing. When you see Johnny doing this, these demons are pretty much, you know, demons. And they're confessing to it. They're saying, yeah, you know, we don't want to do this. We don't want to go down. Oh, yeah. They end up possessing just a close knit group of friends that would hang out together. But this is what I think he's playing with is the idea of it not being really demons. So when he goes in there and it does seem a little off that you would end up having these demons all be together, but they seem to have a plan. I mean, that's that's off, but it's also not off at the same time. You know what I'm saying? like, yeah, they kind of would congregate, but I, I don't know, all these rich yeah. people together on this boat. Yeah, the yeah. pieces of crap. And really, <laughs> if you're a demon, you can possess people. I'd like to be on a boat. Uh, but yeah, so when when they end up getting the call, there's a ghost rider on the boat. You have the police going. Uh, Doolin ends up uh, calling Danny, Danny. asking yep. if it's him first. Is he, no, no, I'm at so the no, bar. I'm, I'm at the bar. And she's like, you know, there's here, trouble. Baby. And ends up allowing, you know, like, can you get there and take care of this? We'll kind of hold off a little. Can you go and work this out? And he does go and you get a fight, you know, between, you know, the, the ghost, ghost riders. riders. That's what yeah. we had on the cover, ghost rider versus ghost rider. And with that, you have Danny saying, stop. These aren't demons. Johnny's saying you're full of crap. I know they are. <laughs> I know, know all of these guys, they're peace. They need to go back in hell. So you have to start to wonder who is seeing things wrong. And, and on Danny's defense, he says, you you killed Henry, and he's like, no, no, no. He was this other demon. He's a mass murderer. He's like, he was in my demon, bar, yeah. and I would have sensed this. I mean, I am a spirit of vengeance. I mean, th- this is kind of what we do, and I didn't sense anything. And Johnny just takes it as I know you. You're nonsense. You're, you're terrible. Yeah. yeah, you're off of your job. And and like they said in the beginning, Danny's been wanting to get rid of it anyway. So maybe you're supposed to think that kind of did something because at this point. If you're going to take sides, I don't know whose side I'm on because I don't, I don't know either. who to believe just that, yet. And that's, so that's that was cool. my dilemma going throughout this whole yeah. issue. Um, I do kind of like, like that. that. I do. I but like I, I, I think some of the middle parts that threw me off a little bit were supposed to give me clues. Maybe I'm not understanding. And, and you yeah. know, I don't I don't know. Well, yet. And here's the thing. If, if we're going to go by just us watching what is going on, all of a sudden a little girl who is obviously a, a demon She's possessed, a goes and possesses the, uh, the One police of the officer that's yeah. with Dolan, kind of like the, the partner guy. And that's, that's not with Johnny that. around. That's yeah. not with Danny around. That's what we're seeing. So if that's what we're seeing, then it seems like Johnny might be on the up and up. It's Danny who's, you know, not able to sense this and it's, it's his fault. Uh, but they just keep fighting. You do have the policeman there, and you end up having Johnny take him. And it's, you know, as he's going, Is this you the do cop have the that horn was just peel. possessed by the girl? Yeah, yeah. So he goes okay. in and so goes to attack. So maybe Danny's off and, and that's Johnny's what I'm saying. Fine. I, I yeah. think that that's the twist is that, it, you know, it's Danny. But the cops are going to take in the ghostwriters. They're going in. The SWAT team goes in. 
And, you know, Johnny gets the heck out of there. He just jumps on mm-hmm. the, the cycle, goes off. He's got the horns going now, everything, you know, as he's doing this. And he takes off. Danny takes off after him. They leave the, you know, the burning boat and the cops by themselves. And it's a pretty cool chase scene. Again, I like the art throughout this. There is some yeah. really good art. No, you I get, do. I like that. With the fire. And all that coming off, you know, their head and the cycle wheels and stuff like that. It always is like a colorful book. But, I mean, at one point, you have both of them attack. And when Johnny ends up attacking Danny's cycle and him with all the chains, it looks awesome. Yeah, that And, does and he sweet. just basically brings Danny to him and says, you're the one who's off. I, I'm fighting. I'm taking these demons back to hell the way I'm supposed to. This is our job. This is what I do. I have to do it. You're getting in my way. And you're broken anyway, so I'm going to give you your wish. You don't want to have the, you know, spirit of vengeance? Well, voila, you don't. And then he's just Danny, and he drops him Throws off him the bridge into the, the water. Yeah. And it looks like he's drowning. I mean, it looks like he is like knocked he out. knocked he's, out. Yeah, it yeah, does. Yeah, it does not look like he is or awake the at this forgot point. forgot his pupils. Sometimes that yeah, happens well, in these books. I'm telling you, I see them. You, you do see them at <laughs> the very like top. they rolled into the yeah, top of the Yeah, they rolled. There? I see a little bit of them, and I, I get the idea – that maybe it is the, you know, you get the spirit of vengeance ripped out of you. It might knock you out. It might make yeah. you kind of a I little wonky. Plus, look at the look at the amount of, st- you know, he fell a long way off yeah, this bridge. Yeah, that was. It was because they weren't even, they weren't on the bridge. but They were on the bridge at the top of the deal where they ran up the, the wires and things when they were chasing it's each the other. The smack so of the water that'll get there. you. Yeah, that's true. It's it's not the distance. It's nope. the concrete when you yeah. jump off of a building. But gravity was his enemy. But, yeah, you have all this going on. And I liked it. I, I, but, again, it, it is confusing, but it's confusing in a way that it, I think it's supposed to be. I think it's this part of the mystery. Like, yeah, yeah, I I'm don't think you. that this is one of those where, you know, he's like, I, I think that I've told them everything. I think that, obviously, the mystery is who is right, wrong, and now – if you think Danny is right, now Johnny kind of has a free reign uh, going, unless you call Robbie Reyes in again. But I, I don't know that they would do that. But you end up having, you know, Danny looks like he might die now. And also, that I will point out, too, when he, when you end up having Johnny have these, uh, you know, these bad guys where they're like, the, the other thing about it, you know, hey, you know, it's uh, I'm not a demon. I don't want to go back there. I'm reformed. And he's like, all right, penance stare. And I'm like, why doesn't he do that to everyone? Why why even listen? Just do that. Because he even says, you know, if you are telling the truth and you're reforming, you have nothing to fear. You have nothing to fear. And then I'll just walk away. But I know that you're going to go back down. And yeah, so, so I that, did like that's the other that. clue that's kind of like, well, if is he just going around killing people? Or is this actually working? Because it shouldn't work on people that technically haven't done are, anything wrong. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Now, we'll see. Is that why at the beginning when he was walking around, he says that nobody is without sin? You you go and see that. And the big thing is like, look at all these people. It stinks of sin up here. And I think that that might be the little kind of twist to set that up that if you did do it, like he he comes to me, penance, I'm I'm in hell. I I know it. I'm not a good guy. So I'll be done. Uh, and you, uh, you're even worse than me. So I, I know that, that that's the thing. That is inappropriate. So that is that. inappropriate. Uh, but overall, I'd give it a seven. I want to go a little higher because I do like this. It's just one of those things. I said, even if I like it, it's one of those things that hasn't grabbed me yet to be a yeah, must I'm a, I'm read. At a seven five, I'm not afraid yeah, to I give it. I think I'm going to go score. seven eight. I think yeah. I'm going to go a little higher because I think we were around a seven seven five the first issue. I did like this one more. Uh, 
And yeah, it, it's going to take a little bit, but you can win me over. If there's a couple issues that are really, you know, kick butt, I, I can jump right on. That happened to say Daredevil, which we're going to talk about at the end of the podcast. It's my favorite book right now. Yeah. And it wasn't at the beginning. I'll tell you I the one thing about this it. book I, I like is that I coming into it, obviously, I was just not being a huge Ghost Rider fan. No Johnny a little more than Danny. And yeah. by the end of issue two, at least, I can say that at least the way they're writing Danny, it's a character I can you know get behind yeah. and I enjoy a little more now than I yeah, did I like prior Danny. to reading these I want to see so. more of the bar. Uh, I yeah. want to see him just at I the know. bar, you know, working on doing his thing, cleaning some glasses. I want, I want to glasses. see him come back to that bar and that bar, other bartender just be gone. Everyone's got their mouth on the keg like Homer does. Yeah, really. When, when yeah. Mo leaves. Yeah. That's that. <laughs> it's Barney's there. Hey there, Danny. <laughs> he's there. And then they, I, I like that. If then Danny does the joke where he's like, hey, NASA just got back with your beer tab. I'm like, ah. <laughs> yeah, you owe me $3 million. Uh, but yeah, I like the mystery of who's wacko and yeah. who is in then and how this is going to work out and stuff yeah, it was like so. kind of like the first time i read that issue it kind of bugged me a little bit i'm like i wish they would just tell me but the second time i read it, i'm like all right i think that's supposed to be the mystery of what's going yeah, on yeah so here. i so like the, the mystery of it and how they're playing it so and that ties into say what john jack and aaron were talking about after that first issue to us in the slack yeah. about they're not trusting that that was necessarily uh, Danny's mom saying to beware of Johnny, but now you're kind of wondering, you know, which is which and how this is going. Yeah, so, I think Mephisto's we'll behind it. some stuff here. We'll see what he's. I up think to a lot of I, people I, are nope. behind some stuff. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, the hell or nine levels of hell yeah, to deal with here. So there is. We'll see. And each one are uh, so great. But we're going to go off now to the next book. All right. And the next book is Dr. Doom number dose. And that is written by Christopher Cantwell, art by Salvador LaRocca. Colors by Guru FX, and that's a small E, if you're wondering, <laughs> EFX. Uh, letters by VC's Corey Pettit. Born to a poor nomad and an ill-fated witch. What are they? My ears are burning. What are they talking about me? <laughs> Victor Von Doom used his talent. Did that just say born to a big fat so and a jerk? Because yes. that, that would be more me. Maybe. Or, or maybe my kids. I, I don't know. Victor Von Doom used his talent for combining sorcery and technology to take over the European country of Latveria. Over the years, Doom has wielded his power for great good and great evil. Recently, an international program called the Antillian Project was developed to solve climate change by creating a black hole on the moon. And I just want to point out that the idea that this would be a climate change thing that you end up just throwing garbage in a black hole I, it's it's silly, right? I mean, that's that's the basis of this whole thing, and it actually sits there. I just every time it comes up, I'm like, really? Like that's what we're basing this on? Believing the project be dangerously flawed, Doom publicly condemned Antillian and warned the world of its impending disastrous outcomes. So when Latvian missiles struck the site, killing nearly three thousand people, the world turned to Doom for an explanation. I think that they turned for more than an explanation. Doom had no yep. idea why the terrorist responsible raised his nation's flag, but still he surrendered. I mean, he's a smart guy. I think that he should realize that, you know, the surrender doesn't last think. long here. Well, it doesn't. And and with everything going on and, and with Kang in here and, and all this stuff, you don't even know. You know, what's going on with this other terrorist group? I'm telling you, this thing seems to be crossing, you know, the, the, uh, you know, wires and things with the future and what's going on now and all these other crazy things going on around. 
Dr. Doom that it is a little, you know, it, it's up in the air of what really is happening and what, what isn't and things like that, especially if you're dealing with the Dr. Doom that may actually be going insane. You, you can't even tell in this, but uh, you end up where people are pissed and the whole world is pissed off at Dr. Doom. They think that Latveria was you know, the nation that did do this and Dr. Doom himself, because he did come out and say that it was ridiculous. Now, again, if you sit there and think about it, he he was saying that this black hole was never going to be stable. It's going to open up. It's going to swallow the moon. It's going to swallow the earth and all that. Sending missiles to it, to the station that's dealing with it. Not what I think Dr. Doom would do to stop this, because it seems like, by the Just middle of this issue anyway up is below him i think and, and and blowing something up that might be keeping this thing stable in the meantime so it's one of those things dr doom i think would end up maybe making a side project so when it does go bad he could be the big hero and go in yeah. maybe or at least he could say i told you so um but again he did surrender they're gonna have to get him because of the whole thing that happened with latveria and stuff like that. Now, the, the funniest thing in this, and I said, it, it just ends up, all I can think of is this whole thing right now is based on the concept of a black hole trash can. And it just ends up being like, yeah, you know, it, it's not exactly the, the greatest a of giant, setup. Giant trash incinerator on the yeah. moon, basically. Yeah, I mean, basically you throw it in and it goes. And we thought that it was the setup so that the people on the other side of the black hole get pissed off. And yeah. like, well, why are you giving us your junk? <laughs> uh, but it, it's kind of gone very quickly from Dr. Doom saying this isn't going to work till it not working, even though it got pushed with this, you know, attack and things like that. But you have a lot of other things mixing in here. That are interesting to me, but by the end of this second issue, this is another one of these books that I just, I don't mind reading it. Uh, My score is going to be very similar to the last issue that we did, the number one, but I'm not hooked in yet. I'm not at the point where I can't wait for the next issue of Doctor Doom. Yeah, I don't think enough time is spent in, well, this is going to be weird to say, but I don't think enough is explored in any one area of the storyline well, well here's the thing to is really you, give you, you enough info you introduce this you know this black hole the space space and all these things and you, you want to you know they're trying to give it that it has this weight and, and i know that it, it, it should i guess a terrorist attack on the moon and these people but i i don't know anything about not even just the people but the process of what they're doing or how many they, they end up saying, you know, 2000, uh, 2,653 are dead. I had no idea that there would be that many people at this base who they what you know, you know what I mean? So when they yeah. keep saying it and I think that what you're saying is in my mind true for me, especially because I, I you didn't spend enough time with this base. I mean, you introduced it and then bombed it in the same <laughs> issue. So yeah. I end up like. And okay, the same thing and- with the bad guys that come crawling out of it, like uh, yeah, I don't I, even yeah. know who they are or why they're important to the story. Well, that's or- the thing; they're just set up to. We have to try to figure them out because they're saying they're from Latveria, and we don't have any idea. So they're, they're the ones duping them. Yeah, yeah. And so when you end up where you did have Doctor Doom, you know, saying, "All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna end up surrendering because I didn't do it." He's gonna, he's, you know, pretty much saying. You know, let it run its course. They'll realize we didn't do it. So I have to say, if I don't surrender now, they're going to take that as an act of aggression. They may bomb Latveria, and then innocent people are going to die here as well. So I'm going to turn myself in. Victorious, you're going to be in charge. You go and and send 
pretty much all of our army and weapons and all, give them to the UN. They can control them now. All everything that we can do so that they'll at least give me a free trial, you know, or a fair trial. And also, though, you know, we'll get this back. This is how you do it. Uh, we're not going to go at war with the rest of the world because we didn't do this. This yeah. wasn't us. And uh, the the thing that kind of makes me laugh of that is just the idea that I had no idea that when we first saw Victorious, when we ended up having her in the, the Fantastic Four <laughs> when that first started, that she would be this big a character going forward, even though I don't see anybody talking like about Doom, her. Like but... uh, unilaterally trusts her to do everything oh, and yeah, anything. Yeah, and you know, he ended up giving her, you know, cosmic power, all that stuff, but I never thought that it would go this far. Yep. And she kind of is a bad butt here because she does go, and, and I think that you do have it say the Latvian War Room of Doom and again though she's just there with these people and they look like they're pencil pusher guys and they're you know these these guys who are setting up stuff from behind the scenes or whatever and the big thing is for them to say can you take that stupid helmet off would you say that to doom oh. <laughs> like all right let's let's move from there and there like you said there is a lot of pieces going on but just to have that as oh my she is a bad but i would have rather of if you're going towards the idea and I think maybe it will go, but I don't know because Dr. Doom kind of gets out of his, you know, prison deal here. Um, is that maybe she'll take over a bit too much and get a little too power yeah, hungry and maybe she'll britches. be an iron fist there at, like she thinks Doom should be? I don't know, but she is kind of a, a bad butt. Um, but yeah, you end up having, you know, you have Dr. Doom going off, you have Victor going off and. He's there, and now he's going to start quoting philosophy and, and and poetry, and he's doing this, and then just starts maniacally laughing, and you're like, "That's when I'm like, you're insane." I, I mean, know. look at him; he's crazy. I don't and understand so, where the laugh came from, and all the I, all the random poetry either. I'm like, telling you, he I just is talking about his deal. Poetry, yeah. and, th- and then they have a Beatles reference later. I think no, I caught. That's the best. <laughs> it, you caught it. It's plain as day. <laughs> I don't and when know we get the to Beatles. that, I'll kill you. Uh, but yeah, so when he starts laughing again this is a kind of crazy moment with him ah he's laughing all of a sudden kang shows up and you're like yep. okay is that real and then and, and wasn't he being here. all crazy last time kang suddenly showed yeah, up too seemed, he was but like he, having I think a that vision the last time of he was, his future yeah, he was pissed off and he he does say that in this one that remember we're like oh what is he seeing like is this his dream world well he does say that this is a future world he ends up hooking up with morgan lefay he ends up going and staying with her by the end of here and she asks you know what's going on he's like i have these visions of a future me that i don't like i mean and it's a future without scars it's a future that he's a nice guy he's got kids and he don't like it and even at the point here when kang comes in says what year is it never really says it uh but he's like you know what's going on he's like oh i saw your future oh man you're going to be the president of a peaceful earth and and he does not like that right no no, he can't stand anything with this peace or this happy family life he's uh, being told he's going to have. And all, yeah. all this happiness that is suddenly being forecast in his future, he wants nothing to do with it. No. And it seems that what's going on here, because you even said he gave himself up. So Kang comes and says, all right, things look like they're supposed to be all right. You know what leads this? This leads to you being the president of Peaceful Earth. And then it seems like Doom's like, Get me the hell out of here. I, I don't want any parts of that. And he ends up, you know, having them blow up, you know, back of the ship. They end up yeah. going. He ends up 
making a, you know, a, a mystical bubble to kind of survive and then go up and then ends up grabbing some clothes uh, off a homeless guy and off he goes into New York to find Morgan Le Fay. Well, she actually finds him and says, you know, meet me at my place and they go. And that's where you discuss a bunch of things. Um, but yeah, then you do have a little bit too much because then you end up having Herbie go off in the Fantastic Four's Herbie, who is here for comedy relief and he's not bad at it. It's kind of okay, <laughs> but in a book that you already have too much going on, it may be that extra thing that you don't need. But he goes and gets Blue Marvel. And Blue Marvel, you know, being a antimatter guy, he's an antimatter reactor himself. And, you know, they're going to try to deal with this black hole with him. And you have these two teaming up. And, I mean, there is a lot of things going on in there this is issue. So even, many characters. I didn't even mention at the beginning, there is a bad butt moment when they do end up going to pick up Doom. And he ends up getting, you know, they're going to escort him in the plane that he ends up being that that crashes. Uh, the, the amount of people that y- you see that they are at least respectful to how bad buddy can be. I mean, you have Dr. Strange, Silver Sable, Herbie, you know, Amy Chen, <laughs> Union the Jack, edition uh, is Special so Ops crazy Captain, to me. Agent Zero. And it, it's funny. I like the line. I, I We, we kind of skip past this. I do like the line, though, because Herbie's there as a representative of the Fantastic Four. And Dr. Doom gets pissed. And he's like, really? Like, he thinks that, you know, Reed doesn't even care enough to go. He sent this robot. So he's like, how dare he? Like, he doesn't care enough to even come. Dr. Strange's like, USOB. He's one of the big guys doing the cleaning freaking the moon, you cleaning jerk. up the, the <laughs> crap that you blew up and, and trying to find body parts and stuff. And you're there to say that. And he kind of is like, oh, I didn't think of that. But I do also like where Herbie's like, Okay, Mr. Doom. And, uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, Steve and Dr. Strange go, that's Dr. Doom to you. Yeah. I am not Still uploaded yet. <laughs> like, all right, Herbie. Uh, but, yeah, Herbie goes up and gets Blue Marvel, and they end up, you know, going. He's like, okay, we have to do this. And, and Blue Marvel's like, I don't need you with me. This is not a team-up. Yes, it is. And he's like, if we team up, then I will become a part of the Fantastic Four. I'm like, all right. It's kind of funny. <laughs> I just, if this ends up any parts where Herbie's like, I have feelings now and I want to date Johnny Storm or something like that, then I'll be a get out of town. Or if he gets upset that they don't treat him right, then I'll be like, really? I always thought Herbie was much smaller too. Like, this is a well, giant I guess freak. This is a new Herbie. one. Yeah, he's there and he looks, he looks scaring big. the crap I, out of me. <laughs> I think Johnny's hot and that is just not a flame joke. Ha, ha, ha. See, they gave him a comedy chip. And as you can tell, it's malfunctioning right, right on. <laughs> it's malfunctioning. That's it. I hope that my delivery is not too robotic. There you go. See, yeah, he's going to be a stand-up it. comedian from now on. That's how he does it. Oh my! I think I just lost my bits and pieces. <laughs> All right. So he, they go off, and as this is going on, you do have Morgan Le Fay. Got like we said, he got she got a hold of Doctor Doom through. Pretty much Times Square and all the, you know, all the video screens. It's a kind of cool deal. She says, nobody else yeah, can see this, just you. you. And I actually like her her uh, sayings in this, uh, a little hip sayings in my mind where he's like, why would you even bother whatever? Hey, game recognizes game, baby. And they, they go back to his, <laughs> As they you know, say nowadays, the kids, yeah, like, it's yeah. almost like a kid's yeah. moment. Oh, yeah. That's how the kids talk. 
I don't know why Herbie's there. He's not in that scene. Yeah. That does it's not really, compute. I think the speech bubble was misplaced there. Yes, it, it was Herbie. I know it was. It, it, so you end up where they're talking and trying to figure it out. And that's where Doom says, hey, listen, I have these visions of a future that's awful. She's awful. Like what? Like you dead or no, no, no. I'm a good guy. We don't want that, do we? <laughs> and so he's like, I need to know if it's true. That's all he wants to know. Is this are it's these like visions? George Costanza freaking out. He's going to get a promotion and more responsibility here. That's, yeah, that's really. what's going on or, with Doom. Or, or maybe we'll end up having Doom doing the opposite, like George did, where all of a sudden everything <laughs> was going well. Because I think that that's why he freaked out when you ended up having Kang, because he was having these visions. And he's thinking that these are delusions at that point. He may even think to himself, you know, I'm losing it. Look at me, Uh, you know. And so when Kang comes down and does say something that represents these visions or these dreams that he's having or what he considers nightmares, I think that that's when he's like, oh, no, this is all coming to be and I don't want it. So when he does go to Morgan Le Fay, he needs to know, is this going to be true? Do you? Can you do this? Can you look into my dreamy eyes here and tell me if that's the Don't case? Don't look at my like, face, just no, my just eyes. A, the funny <laughs> thing is she she seems very jealous, and, and I don't know the background with them, but he even says, I like, I'm either. married, I have uh, kids, and she's like, oh, who's your wife? Or who is his wife? And she's ah, some some physicist named Frosina. I don't know. And she's then she even says at the point where she has a mask for him, pulls it out of a portal, says, this is kind of, you know, one of your side masks here. But wear this because we're going to go see a guy and you're kind of going to have to strong arm him. He's not just going to do this just out of the kindness of his heart. And he's going to be afraid of Dr. Doom and he'll do it for that. So she pulls us this mask, but then says before he puts it on that his scarred up face and things, that's what makes him interesting. I, I mean, I'm telling you, the signals that she is sending yep. out and he does not get it. I, I'm like, really? Like, why don't you go talk to this guy in the morning? You know <laughs> what I'm saying? That is a sex joke. The time to hit, on a, the time to hit on a gentleman is not when he's freaking out about possibly having a happy that life down the road. <laughs> but then again, wouldn't it be, you know, she, he needs a booty call. If you end up with having a booty call with Morgan Le Fay, that might end up changing that future. Yeah. And well, then true. just yelling out, wherever you are, Frazina. I'm doing it with, with Morgan Le Fay. <laughs> so she'll get mad, right? It'll work out. Conveniently uh, release the sex tape at a uh, wrong time. Yeah, there really. I mean, really. That would be the best. They're like, oh, just out. TMZ just got a hold of the Dr. Doom sex tape. <laughs> Everybody wants that one. Oh, my. It'd be like, you know, out of nowhere, they're like, hey, the Jim Warner sex tape's been released. And they, they would pay me to to take it back. Keeping up they, with that leads to keeping up with the Warners. So. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> keeping up with the Warners. That sex tape's going to be thirty seconds long. <laughs> Not a lot of time to keep up with. Is, is this an appropriate podcast? Uh, I, no, I, don't I don't know, know. anyone. Anyway. Like at the e tag. That is. Uh, but yeah. So while this is going on, you end up having Doctor Doom. Not really telling the jokes that we said, but he's going off to figure out, you know, what's going on. And we do have a character introduced, the witness. And I, he's okay, right? Yeah. I, I'm telling you, for this what part little is we where see, I really get a little lost in the well, book. Well, what little we see, he looks a little like Tim Robbins to me, but then, you know, and and also, I am going a little ahead. We're trying to, you know, plow ahead because we missed the Beatles reference, and yep. so she says, we did, "Hey, we? hey, Doom, hey, Victor, you want to relax with listening to a little music? Put on Let It Be. I mean, that's an album." 
that that is an album of the Beatles. Yeah. And then she's like, oh, and he doesn't want any parts of it at first. And then she's like, oh, well, you know, you a Paul or a John guy. And he's like, that is another absurd topic. I'm obviously a John guy. And I'm telling you, if you are a Beatles fan, that's like the best thing. And it, it did. It raised my score by half a point. It really did, because <laughs> that's awesome. And uh, I would think that Doom would definitely be a John guy. Uh, and myself, I'm a John guy, but, uh, you know, I ended up liking the Beatles when I was very little. And I think that the progression I went through is the deal that most would, if you start liking them, say when you're six or seven, uh, you tend to be drawn towards Paul. And I, I'm sure you're a Paul guy, right, Brandon? You, yeah. you know that you're a Paul guy. You're yeah. a Pete he best He played the guy. drums, right? No, no, no. So Paul, <laughs> Paul is, you know, he's the cutie pie, but also he's the energetic one. You end up, as you grow older, and if you stick with being a Beatles fan, you start realizing John's, you know, his sly and dry wit, his, you know, his more, you know, intellectual songs. Uh, by the time you end up listening to a lot of songs of Paul's that end up sounding like show tunes, uh, and stuff like that, or what John actually called granny music, and I became a John guy. Now, at points, a little bit of a George guy. There's no Ringo guys. <laughs> I don't even think you could be a Ringo guy. And and the thing is, I say that, but and I'm, this is just this is privately to all of the Beatles fans that are listening. You're always a Ringo guy because he's just a great guy. So you're a Ringo guy just because he's Ringo. But you never admit that you're a Ringo guy to anybody. That's kind of a a, a side given. But it was it was a little deal. They it kind of went on a little too long for just yep. being a Beatles reference. But I liked it because I'm a huge Beatles fan. Um, but you end up going in this alleyway with Morgan and uh, Victor, going to see the witness, who ends up being this you know kind of a shadowy figure. He ends up, you know, oh, my God, Dr. Doom, this is crazy. Everybody in the world's trying to get you. And then he looks and you end up having Dr. Doom, like, tell me what my death is. And he says, it's it's the saddest, saddest day on earth. It's beautiful. It's And then you end up Doom saying it's preposterous. And you don't know what he might have seen or what he's saying. But the problem is, is this is kind of the saddest day on earth right now. And so when he does get shot and he does get shot through the head, by Taskmaster, yep. the idea that a terrorist attack on the moon that killed over 2,000 people and also seems to have kickstarted maybe what will be the apocalypse of a bad black hole, kind of that saddest day on Earth. So him dying right then makes sense. But you end up where you have Morgan Le Fay there and you Victor, Victor, and you know what I mean? You, you end up having already Kang coming in and out time travel. You end up with Morgan Le Fay magic. magic. You end up yep. with the next issue. It looks like Doom's in hell with, with Mephisto and all these things. So you really have a lot of crazy things going on in this that you can easily say. I don't think that a Dr. Doom book had Dr. Doom die in the second issue. So we'll see how <laughs> and when and what all the nonsense comes back. Uh you know, and, and obviously, and, and also I was going to say, it, it'll, it probably will play off the idea of his mom's soul, like, all the stuff usually. And even then, he even says that to Dr. Strange at the beginning, which is one of the better lines, where Dr. Strange doesn't know what to think. You know, he's like, I, I don't know. We're going to have to figure this out. And he says, I didn't do it. And I swear on my mom's soul. And you know how important that is to yeah. me. And you see Dr. Strange like, okay, yeah, I, I think that he's at, gotcha, least, buddy. At, least he, at least he thinks that he's telling the truth. We'll have to figure it out. But yeah, so it's it's crazy by the end. 
uh, I'm giving it another 7.5. Uh, and I was at a 7. I'm thinking you're going to be probably a 7, somewhere around there. Um, but I'm going to give it a 7.5 because I upped it for the John. The and reference. reference. Yep. And uh, the art's really good. And there is, you know, stuff going on that I like. There's just a little bit too much going on for a second issue. Uh, you have just too many pieces going and not really realizing, you know, or, or settling in with one or two things so that you can kind of, you know, get your footing and see what really is going on. Uh, but I'd like and I don't even know if I even care about the mystery of who these terrorists are. I just want to see Dr. Doom doing Dr. Doom things. I know. And, and you know, doing it's things. Very, so when he's it, with Morgan, I like when, right now. Yeah. Yeah. He's going after the man with you know, the one arm. You know, and, and so I don't really care about these, you know, assassins. And I, I really think that that might be time travel. Wong. I, I, you don't know because there's so many pieces going on. But I'll go seven five. What would you give it? I'm going to give it a six eight. I, I just it hasn't hooked me yet. I definitely like the first issue better. Um, yeah. Some of the jumping around and the the different parts. Like you said, the magic and the time travel. Yeah. That stuff's never my favorite in any comic book. And I kind of. I'm here for the Doom being crazy Doomish type, you know, type yeah, storylines. Not and this th- kind of crazy. This, is, this has been just like a, a more grounded Doctor Doom, and I, I kind of come to a Doctor Doom book for what Doctor Doom is, not not what he isn't, you know. So yeah, it's a little and disappointing, I, and I I feel like one maybe one or two more issues. If it doesn't hook me, it's just not a book for me. But yeah, I think that I'm the same, and then it's weird. I think that with Ghost Rider, uh, I am down with giving it two more issues. I think that Doom here, I, I think it's the next issue. Yeah, I'm, I'm not fully on board, even though, like I said, I still gave it a 7.5, but it, it hasn't hooked me. I need something to grab me and go for it. So I need a big reveal. I need something to go. And I do think I said it during the first review. And I, again, I don't remember if we did this. I think it was a Patreon uh, spotlight book, I think. Uh, but when we did talk about it, we did say that it seems like it's going along the veins of like an immortal Hulk. Or it's going along the veins of a Mr. Miracle over at DC where it's trying to be clever and it's trying to be something different here. But I, I need something to grab onto. And it's that's one of the problems I have with those other two books. Every time I think that I'm grabbing onto it, I ended up slipping because they end up doing something wacky. So we'll have to see. But we'll be talking about the number three if there isn't tons coming out that week. Because, again, I like it enough. I just am kind of, you know, I need something. But we're going to go off. Quickly for me to talk about Black Cat number six, and then me and you will be back with the mail. Hello, everybody. Jim here all by my lonesome, and Brandon is maybe changing a diaper or something. Uh, you could pretend. We'll, we'll play a game here. Brandon has gone off to change some diapers, maybe do a feeding or two, possibly. Maybe he's at a Bills game. I don't know, but I'm here to talk a book that he's not reading and maybe he'll catch up eventually but maybe he won't and i doubt he will uh mainly because he has a lot of things going on like changing diapers feedings and bills games uh and so it it is black cat i ended up reading and reviewing the first issue with brandon either on the regular podcast or the patreon spotlight stuff I, i can't really remember but we liked it enough i actually liked it uh the second issue I didn't think was as good, and I kind of just lost track of the series. I did not continue reading it because each week we end up reviewing stuff on the site, and then we go and do the podcast, and we have a couple issues. And a lot of times, if they're not going to be talked on the podcast, 
we do kind of fall behind. But we had mentioned last week that we want to catch up on things and kind of mix things up because I think we, we end up having the same books and it does get a little stale and I don't want that to happen. So to make it less stale, we're going to be talking Black Cat number six. It's written by Jed McKay, art by Mike Dowling. Colors by Brian Ariber and letters by Ferran Delgado. And I think that there's a pretty cool little clever recap page here. It's not necessarily a recap page. It's actually a list of everything that Black Cat and her crew have stolen to date. And they stole one old master's painting of Christ crucified with two thieves from the Frick Collection. They ended up stealing one original deed to the island of Manhattan from the Sanctum Sanctorum. I'm going to keep remembering to say that or I'll get crap for it. Uh, one authentic manuscript of hypothetical science. And I, I'm telling you, why can't I say sanctum? It's like the easiest word ever, maybe besides like the or a you know, sanctum. Uh, but one authentic manuscript of hypothetical science, the papers of Phineas Randall. And that was from 4 Yancey Street. And obviously that's from the Fantastic Four and Reed Richards Library. And one heart of Johnny Storm. And that's kind of a funny thing. And maybe one heart of an old grizzled comic book reviewer and podcaster. Is that possible that maybe Felicia Hardy has stolen my heart as well? Well, maybe. Uh, And it says Felicia Hardy's mentor, the crew's current patron, the Black Fox has assured her that Dr. Boris Corpse and Bruno Granger that their growing inventory serves a larger scheme, robbing the extra-dimensional vault of the New York Thieves Guild. And if you are keeping track or if you are reading this or you're not reading this, that is led by a lady named Odessa that does have you know ties with Felicia and the Black Fox, with them being criminals and thieves, so that would make sense. Uh, All of this kind of was set up in uh, Amazing Spider-Man back when Felicia was in that book that set up this series. So it all kind of makes sense. And when they ended up doing this, yeah, they're they're stealing weird things. And then they just said, you know, what is this? Is this just a test? Is this something that's going to end up meaning something more? And he's like, oh, it's going to mean more. We're going to do the heist of all heists. I mean, you've heard of Ocean's Eleven. This is Ocean 73 and a quarter, and nobody's ever done that. So they're all excited and says that, you know, all these things going on, and that's what this is leading to. So when you go into this issue, you know, you, you don't know what's going to go on. Are they going to steal some more things to lead into the vault, or is this going to be getting right to the vault? It's none of the above. And it's actually a it's an odd issue, not an odd issue, but it's an odd issue for me to come back to talk about because – while, you know, you have a comic here filled with pages and, and art, not a lot happens overall except for the big picture thing by the end. But what's going on is Felicia's going out on a date. She's actually getting dressed up and she says, you know, I don't have to worry about any sort of jobs tonight. I'm just going to go on a date. I No ripping, running, looting or shooting, she says. And she's going, and so you're waiting. The big thing is, you know, is she going to compliment her behind? And that is a yes, she does. And who is she going on the date with? I mean, you know, that's the big thing. Who is she going on the date with? And it ends up being Georges Batrock. Georges Batrock. I'm I'm not real good with my French wee-wee. That's what I say to my wife. I got to go wee-wee. And uh, 
Yeah, it is a guy who is Batrock, Georges Batrock. He is French. Uh, he was created by Stan Lee and Jack Kirby, and he first appeared in Tales of Suspense number 75 in 1966. So this is a classic character. He's a mercenary and a master of the French form of kickboxing known as Savate. If you are a DC Comics fan, that's actually part of the fighting style of Nightwing. He actually combines Sabate with the Filipino martial arts uh, form of Arnis. So that is something big. And if you do listen to the DC Comics podcast, you may know that Nightwing is my favorite character. So, uh, and, and what really gets me in this as you go, and you can see it right away, and, and I do agree with him. I don't agree with Mark Wade a lot of times. Uh, this might be one of them. I should hit the uh, boom. But I do agree with him here because he he had once said that that rock is a guy who was way ahead of his time. Came out in 66, but he's definitely Jean-Claude Van Damme. And he's Jean-Claude Van Damme of the 60s. And also, if you don't know, one of my favorite, if not my favorite movies, is Bloodsport. Very good. But Brick, not hit back. See, and that's Chung Lee. And he's telling us that the Brick does not hit back. I'm not sure if you heard that, but the thing is, he's saying that, and it's true, Chung Lee, you're right. The brick will not hit back, but it did prove that Frank Dukes was representing the Tanaka clan, and he was allowed to enter the Kumite, so the joke's on you, muscular Asian fella. And that, that Chung Lee, he, he's haunted my dreams. Uh, Aisha, where, where is the quote for that? I, I don't what have it. Do makes me cry at yes, night. it does make me cry at night. Uh, but yeah, so you end up having pretty much Felicia going on a date with Bat Rock. I'd like to call him Jean-Claude Van Damme, but we'll go with Bat Rock. And they go out and talk about the life uh, because he's a thief. He's a mercenary. He's all these things. He's going to end up going up north to Canada, maybe Buffalo, you know, the same and, you know, before this, he's just out on a date. This isn't something that they're long lovers or anything like that. They're on a date. Well, the big thing is while this is going on, you have the juxtaposition of this date versus what's going on with Black Fox back at the HQ. And what's happening is he's getting attacked by ninjas and many ninjas uh, with a lot of ninja knives and pointy things. They're attacking him as... Felicia's having a nice time talking to uh, to Batrock about, you know, hey, what's going on? You know, what's it like to date a, a superhero? And he says that to her and she's like, oh, you know, oh, you, you mean Spider-Man? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was great. You know, I, I'm a thief and a, a thief. The way we do things is we see something. We need to have it. I saw Spider-Man. I needed to have him. And oh, man, he was the best. I can't even tell you how what he did. And. And it's one of those things where if you're a guy or a girl, this definitely is the worst thing that can happen to you on a date. Now, I wish that I could say that I was one who was spilling the beans of saying all these things about my former lovers. And I was on the other side of it where I'm sitting there listening to uh, the ladies tell me how great their ex-boyfriends were. And and that's not fun. So I feel bad for Batrock, but he is a gentleman and a scholar. And it doesn't really phase him. He he's just there. He's he's you know he's enjoying the company of Felicia. They're having really nice conversation. They're talking about you know even Georges Batrock not going by Georges. He's like there, there's tons of those, but there's only one Batrock. I'm like I don't know. You might have relatives that go by that last name too, but hey, they might not be thieves like that. And the other thing that I want to mention is when I looked up Batrock because I, I didn't necessarily know him. I'm not going to fake the funk. I ended up looking him up. And he is Batrock the Leaper. 
And when I looked it up, I thought I'm a terrible. I don't know. Is that a terrible reader? That my spelling and reading go together And so when I saw it I thought it was Batrock the leper And I'm like this guy's a little cool To be a leper I, I don't understand here And I don't know that Felicia wants to get involved there With all of a sudden she's like hey give me your hand And he, he actually does right Because he's a leper And then they go to a hockey game And then they have to call the game Because there was a face off in the corner And it was Batrock so, Oh my god that's offensive uh, But yeah so as they're doing this they kind of get in that law. They're talking. They're having a grand old time. Felicia seems to, you know, enjoy Batrock's company, and he's enjoying the conversation as well. Um, but there is that law. She even says the, these dates, these first dates, always end up with that law, and she hates that. So to stop that uncomfortable silence, she just says, "You want to go rob something? You want to go be thieves here and steal something?" And they go off to do that. And it's pretty cool. But again, as this is going on. Black Fox is just, he's throwing bombs at ninjas. He's slicing arms and legs off. He's trying to get out of there. He ends up blowing up the the apartment and jumping out, swinging out down to the street. He's trying to get away. And, uh, yeah, you end up with all this going on. And and you do get this idea that, you know, oh, man, Felicia's really going to be upset that she wasn't there, that she ended up having this one night, you know, even a half a night, whatever it would be. Well, it ends up being a whole night by the end. But this one night while she was just having fun and not trying to be part of the life, it might end up being or should end up being like you can't escape the life. It's always there. You can't let your guard down because if she was there, maybe things would be different. I don't know. There's a lot of ninjas uh, and they're chasing them. But you end up having uh, Batrock and Felicia go and they rob an apartment. They end up going in. Felicia gets this urn that is there. It's It's got all these, you know. Uh, lasers and stuff she's got to reach through and grab in the meantime batrock he just sees a blender there on, on the table and he gets the blender and it actually ends up being a really cool moment again as we see black fox pretty much being taken away by ninjas uh but the cool moment is she's like oh well, you know what you get and he's like i got you this this blender she's like you know what nobody's ever stolen the blender for me and i, I like the idea he's like listen i i like you you drink too much you might be a drunk i only ever see you drinking champagne i mean yeah you hear this thing called water they do have it around sometimes and she's like oh you know that's for appearances stuff he's like well the blender it's kind of a a cool little quirky thing to steal but also make yourself a smoothie sometime i mean gain a little weight lady and uh, she's like you know what i really like this let's take this titanic team up indoors and they do she they take it indoors this is one of those things they're not cutting any sort of corners here they're not going to pretend that she's not going to have a good time with bat rock in the sack uh which they do they get up the next morning he ends up making coffee for her and uh, again i love felicia with the just the attitude that she has and the i don't know it's not pretentiousness it's more of just She's very high on herself. I guess it could be that, but it's like, would you like the cream and sugar, my lady? And she's like, oh, no, no, just milk. I'm sweet enough. (laughs) Oh, wee wee, I know that. Uh, But he does do that as you end up seeing who has captured Black Fox, and it is Odessa. There was no real tension to that. It was just, will he get away alive? Or captured at least, uh, or is he going to die? Because at one point he's in a car running over ninjas. I mean, it is crazy. Um, yeah, and she gets the call then. She ends up getting the call as Bad Rock. He's getting dressed. He's going to leave. He's got to go to Canada. 
He's got to go kill people or whatever. He's going to be in Canada with a few days to thrill and kill. Um, but when he goes, she gets the call. And they're like, you know, who took Black Fox? Oh, no. And it, it, it's Bruno who called. And she's like, who has the fox? And you do see that Bad Rock has not left. And I hope he stays. I actually like him. He is a pretty cool dude. Uh, they, he's a French guy. And I won't hold that against him. But maybe he'll hold me against him. Oh, my. And I don't think that's happening either. He uh, would not think that I'm his type. Uh, so, yeah, you have this very good art. Um, it's also a good story in a weird way that you sit there at the end and say, hey, not a lot happened here. You know, th- this is something where, oh, you know, Felicia goes on a day. And a, but a big thing does happen, so you can't say that. But even then, you end up getting... A lot of really good dialogue. The dialogue here is really, really good. It's not in your face, you know, pop culture funny. It's a very smart dialogue. I like the times where Felicia is talking to Batrock and he's like, I got to go up to Canada. It's going to be great. I'm going to go, you know, Montreal way where the French Canadians. And she's like, I thought that the French hated the Canadians that talk French. And he's like, no, no, no. It's anytime I'm away from home, I love hearing French. I don't care what form. I don't care if they butcher it, whatever, if they have slang, but I like hearing it. And just the idea, I I love when he steals the blender. It's really good. But yeah, Black Fox, who in this in this series, I do have to admit, though, that I am new to the character of Black Fox. I'm new to the character of Black Cat. I'm new to Batrock. So of all the things going on here. I have less of a connection with Black Fox than anything else. And the only real connection I have is that Selena is going to be very upset. And and this is somebody who, you know, ended up, you know, having connections with her family and things like that. So very important to Felicia. Not exactly important to me per se, but now they, they've kind of messed with Felicia. But this is the thing, too, where you end up having Odessa take Black Fox, you don't know yet that she knows necessarily that they were going to steal from her, but she might have figured out the steps or that they're just stealing things without being part and paying the guild fees, which was what led Felicia to have problems before with Odessa. So we'll we'll see how it goes. But he is pretty beat up. But is he beat up? I guess the ninjas weren't there for just fun. I mean, they were going to grab him anyway. But most of the injuries that he has are from him jumping off roofs and smashing cars. Uh, so we'll see how it goes. But overall, a score, uh, I would say that I'd give it a 7 out of 10. Uh, I don't think it's a good jumping on point. So if you haven't been reading this, I wouldn't suggest reading this one first. Um, this would be, you know, the first after a trade or so. So when that comes out, or if it's something that if you can remember that long, when it comes out on Marvel Unlimited, if you have that, this is well worth your time to read the series uh you know i'm not going to give anybody everybody likes different things and once you start plopping down money for stuff then i start getting blamed for stuff and i don't need that but uh yeah i liked it i'm going to continue reading it and probably talking about it we'll see um but we are now going to go back to me and brandon and we're going to do some mail do you have the time to drop me and Brandon a line? And with SatsMumbleComics at gmail.com We will read them all at the wrong turn, says Mel Call. Whether they're positive or when they are not. 
You can give a shout out to your peeps. Make fun of Brandon, but not me. It's all for the weekend show. Brandon lives in Buffalo. Now here's something to say. Yo, it's mail call. It is mail call, and if you want to be part of the mail and be a star of the show, email us at weirdsciencemarvelcomics at gmail.com, just yeah. like Brandon did. No, he did not. No, he, not you used week. to email the, the DC one. You gave up. Of time. You gave up the I ghost. I stopped now, reading most of DC's books, too. Yeah, <laughs> so there you go. Well, maybe, maybe one of these times you're drunk and you realize you'll pass out, you should send in the mail for that night. Because yeah. we know this is going to happen at least one more time, right? Yeah. You, you figure you'll be – or you'll just – the next time I believe what you're going to do is you're just going to tell me like at, at 1 o'clock in the afternoon, listen, I am not making it tonight. There will be one of those crazy games where, where yeah, you'll do that. Up. Yeah, one so of these we cold have, games. They yeah. get a little wild. Got to well, do, got to do weird things to stay warm. Yes, that's true. Very weird things. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I don't even want to know what's going on there. Uh, but we have two males, and the first one is from Anime Fan. 1979. I don't know that old Lawrence wants me to say his real name, but I just did, Brandon, uh, because oh, I think that's a cool name. Alert. My favorite Lawrence is Joey Lawrence. Whoa, is it, it's not really the same type of deal. Uh, but I'll go with it. Is Lawrence Phillips one of your favorite running backs? Because he shouldn't be. No. He was a, he was no. a bad dude, yeah, that guy. Oh, uh, yes. Uh, but if he have... did what he did back then, he would have been suspended from oh, the NFL for, for life. Never yeah, drafted, well, probably. Well, the thing is, he, he doesn't have a life now. He's dead. So we, sh- we should be a little, a little more respectful, Brandon. Oh, uh, oh, he was such a, he was such a piece of crap, that guy. <laughs> uh, but Anime Fan 1979, or Lawrence, as I like to say, uh, has uh, not shade thrown at you, though I wish he did, because I want somebody <laughs> to take that song and, and use it because, you know, I need somebody to yell about you. But that might come up the next mail because yeah. you end up having Lawrence it saying, happens. word up, Jim and Brandon. And when yeah. I hear that, I want to hear some cameo word up. Do you know that song? Are you aware of what, uh, cameos word up? Flavor Flav? Word up. Ow, like that? No, you would not know that. You're talking Flavor Flav yelling no, no. word up in the background. No, no, no. He just yells, yay boy, and he's freaking got his clock. Uh, he says, I want to say I was thrilled when I was listening to last Sunday's broadcast and you read my review on air. I felt famous. Infamous? He he ends up like, I, I don't feel so famous. <laughs> I feel like a, a dupe. I, have to do. I need to let both of you know that because of this podcast, I've started collecting again. Which nice. is awesome because so many times we are told different, right? We're, we're told that we're awful. Uh, but he says, I quit reading in 1996 when all my priorities changed. But besides that, comics in general are starting to take a downturn. I thought I do listen to other podcasts other than yours, by the way. But Weird Science, Marvel and DC are my favorites. And I'll tell you, I, I have actually progressed as a person. Uh, when we first started a couple of years ago with the DC deal, we we would get a lot of mail, and there would be people like, oh, yeah, I, I listen to a lot of podcasts, and that would infuriate me. I, I'm <laughs> telling you, I am such a jerk that I'd be like, well, why aren't they just listening to us? And then I'm like, hey, Eric, we're going to have a 13-hour podcast. I'm not allowing people up to have any week. extra time. I, I need to just have all of their attention. 
I would like to become a reviewer for your guys eventually, if that's even possible. And it is, and yes. he will be. Just, just two more things. I will become a badass on the Patreon starting in December. And I want to give a shout out to my local comic shop in Albany, Albany, Oregon, or, or, or is it Albany, Oregon? That's a weird Albany, right? Yeah, I never knew that existed. That's like Florida, New York. Is it hot there? (laughs) Uh, Buy at Wicked Comics. So he ends up saying, you know, Albany's Wicked Comics. I I end up, he wants to give the shout out. I ruin it. Yeah. (laughs) End up all confused. False advertising. Yes. Keep up all the long and grueling work you put into this great adventure called Weird Science. And he says, uh, that is is Albany, Oregon. Yeah, that's cool. And he says, beep, boop. Uh, Yeah, so there is an Albany, Oregon. Is there a Buffalo, Canada? Because we know there is. There really (laughs) is. But yeah, so Wicked Comics in Albany, Oregon gets the big shout out. Uh, Give them another one there. They they love that, I'm sure. It's a good Uh, place. Thank you, Lawrence. And that's awesome. And I'm glad it's not Lawrence Phillips from the grave. Uh, But we next deal, we have Steve. And Steve, he, he didn't have a surgery yet. It's coming up, but I think he thinks you need brain surgery, Brandon, is what I'm saying. He might not be the only one. Yeah, so he says, I don't think (laughs) I've ever hated reading a new issue than as much as I hate what Agents of Wakanda number two just did. And he, he ended up saying, and I thought that maybe he hadn't listened to our review. So I ended up messaging him back or emailing him back. And I said, oh, did you, you should listen to our, our review. And he's like, no, no, no. That's why I end up reading that piece of crap, because Brandon didn't seem to have any problems with it. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I, I did. Just didn't care. First of all, the whole issue feels like it was written by someone on cocaine. <laughs> Chips <laughs> <Yeah>. up. <laughs> Every page looks like a seizure-inducing Dragon Ball Z power-up montage. And I have no idea what the hell is going on and supposed to be happening. Then I don't know where the century shows up. The century. Even worse, the agents of Wakanda effectively beat the century. Don't say agents of Wakanda. That was just Fat, Fat Cobra. Cobra. And we love Fat Cobra because he seemed like a fun character that we we're going to have a lot. You know, fun there. He ended up eating the void. And that was supposed to be funny. Uh, the century, <laughs> even worse. And even the, just the idea of that, that the void ended up being a joke. Yeah. Uh, the agents of Wakanda effectively beat the century. The analogy doesn't exist to convey how absurd this is. I read the century's uh, 2018 series. I've read most of the century stuff. I only read that that you know mini series with Jeff Lemire, where it ended up having the cold deal at the end that they were trying to give him you know this almost like a, a other pocket dimension deal where he could be the sentry so that he could not have the void end up taking over. He can go into his fighting, and you know things went awry. At the point that it was coming out, I actually liked it more than Mr. Miracle. And they were both dealing with the idea of, you know, a uh, the life of a hero slash villain, whatever, having, you know, PSD, PSD, PTSD. I can't talk now. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so I, I really like that. And then to just have it kind of thrown away and this was ridiculous, he says then. Uh, you know, he's read a bunch of Sentry stuff and loves the character. The idea that Okoye grabbing and choke holding the Sentry and Fat Cobra doing a stupid double muffin stack, fist attack punch or whatever. I actually like in Iron Fist the names they give a lot of the moves, and that's what he was playing with in the Sentry. Even noticing it is like me and Eric double teaming Superman and being able to actually keep up with him in a minute. There's no way that Eric's day, he's not leaving his apartment. 
uh, and he says, effing R. He says some bad words. I oh, can't boy. say those. I, I, yeah. I, I mean, I'm telling you. We're, they're, we're they're, already treading in dangerous territory Everyone here today. So mad. Then one of the coolest things from the Century series, him being combined with the Void, something that should have been reserved for three years down uh, the road, shows up out of nowhere as the most powerful being in existence to start a finish. Some insane Calamity-style crossover event is wasting on agents of Wakanda issue number two. See, that's my that's my deal of cursing. He ends yeah. up saying effing. See, I, I just, I, here's here's some of my reason for just not caring is because I never thought they would ever do anything with it well, to begin here's with. The thing, so. though, you ended up having Jeff Lemire have a whole mini series to set that up. So something had to have been coming down the line at one point. If they decide not to do that, you just could have let it lay. You just could. You didn't have to have him. You ended up having it where Jim Zub, the hack he is, ended yeah. up having the. If you don't think he was doing this on purpose, it was the cliffhanger of the first issue. Oh my <laughs> God, the Century! People heard about it. I saw people on you know Twitter. Oh, the Century! I gotta check this out. Only to just have this be wiped away and him go away. I mean, the legitimate thing is if you end up having a reason to take the void away or you have a reason for the deal, he just ended up getting defeated and flew away to the point where, you know, Alpha Flight, oh, he just saw the sentry fly by. He's going in the deep space. You just could have left him out there. You didn't need to bring this up. It was stupid. It was just the most stupid setup to get the idea that the void in sentry was making a town of nightmares. Uh, just nonsense. And, yeah. and the thing is, I mean, that's the same company that's made it so mutants can no longer die and are still ending issues on cliffhangers of mutants dying. Yeah. So I, and, and just <laughs> the idea, though, just the idea that you ended up having where you could have had somebody, you, you could have a six issue miniseries about what it is going on with the void and century. You can go back to that. And I just thought this was like having, like Eric says, even about the multiverse, where you have a multiverse world that's really cool. And then you show up and kill everybody. You just wasted a lot of potential story. And to waste that potential of the century with the void, which could have just come up in, in an Avengers, you know, arc at the least. Because he ended up, you know, Tony was there when he went off. And this was something they seemed to want to try to, you know, figure out just to have it happen in this nonsense of a book. And even if you like it. It's a nonsense book. It's not, this isn't a, yeah, it, it, I'm telling you, I'm getting mad again. And there you are, just sitting there not being mad. I think that Steve's <laughs> right. He no says so mad. Then one of the coolest if things in the Jim century Zub series. Do it, yeah. What do you expect? I mean, really. Yeah. Some people must like him. I, they keep giving him jobs. <laughs> same thing for Teeny Howard. I mean, Jesus. He says, F you Marvel. <laughs> this series sucks. It should have been really cool. And it sucks. Sorry for the language. Beep. GD boop, he says he's angry, and I, I agree. I, I actually thought that this series was going to be really fun. Yes, I have a bit of a personal deal where I just don't like Jim Zub. It, it, everything, name anything that is going on, and I don't like. I don't like him as at least a you know a social media presence. I don't like. I don't know him as a person, but I don't like anything about him and so please keep him away from me and that's why agents would kind of get the heck out of here i ended up i think that when the next one comes up i know that brett on the site he'll be like okay jim you'll be doing the agents of wakanda there no no jim <laughs> oh, won't. I am. i'm not doing it 
uh, because I just I gave it two issues and didn't like it at all. And it wasn't the fun I was hoping it would be. And I, I gave him a chance and I'm done. I'm done with the guy. And just to do that was infuriating, though. Somebody else had to have given him that opportunity. Wouldn't have just been him saying to do it. But it's kind of a shame. But that's that. That's the mail. There you go. Some people peeled just like me. Not like you. You, you. You're even Steven over there. Cool as a cucumber yeah. you are about that century. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there we go. So basically uh, what you have – I think you guys Steve, are mad expecting something out of well, Jim's up. Here's the deal. <laughs> How about this? You ended up getting mad at the hot claws. What were you expecting there, Pally? I mean, <laughs> well, really – I got over it quickly when I realized it was used in one moment to start a fire on a boat. That was about it. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe light a cigar. Never come back since. No. So there you go. I'm bringing it back. Uh, I'm going to get a hold of Charles Soule. We'll we'll get back with him. and He'll he'll do some more of that. Uh, But we're going to go off now to some more books. Got a line, it was Sunday night, wrote up my notes to get the feeling right. Brandon that messaged me, he's drinking at his friends, but that was at quarter to three. And that's about the time the jerk passed out on me. He lives in Buffalo, I could not see. I guess it's just me on the weekend show. Way up there in Buffalo, it's just another Sunday night. Brandon's drunk again, Brandon's drunk again. Ah, uh, yes. Brandon, yeah. Oh, my. Yeah, <laughs> oh, my We're goodness. Back. I think I'm drunk. <laughs> oh, my. I, I think that I am. And there's Eric with the <laughs> yep, Eric, <laughs> everything's Eric's drunk. Everything's going down the tubes. Oh, my goodness. This is what happens. This is what happens when you get so drunk like you are tonight, Brandon. I yes, can't believe it. Completely. I cannot believe what is going on here. I, I, I can never find... The difference. I got to get rid of the one where I end up having, you know, the the guy is drunk, but yet I never can find. And this is this off the rails as this is episode 114. You think I'd be able to figure this out by now, but there you go. Uh, Brandon's drunk again. Jim's just dumb is what ends up being the new song. Uh, But we're back. We're going to be talking a book that we haven't talked about in a while that we hinted at the beginning of the podcast. And that is one Miles Morales Spider-Man in Miles Morales, Spider-Man number 12. And uh, me and you both caught up with Miles, and I like it. I I actually, and it's funny, too, because we end up doing this, and this is another one of these books where we end up catching up a lot of issues, even like Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man. Where we end up, you know, reading a ton of issues. We're really digging it. We're, we're messing each other like, man, we should have kept going with Miles. We should have kept going with Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man. And then we get to the issue we're going to talk about. It's not the greatest of all the ones that we read to catch nope. up. Uh, this one's a lot of pretty much set up. Uh, just to get it's a the next issue. Miles and his, and his uncle conversation. Well, and it, it ends up where it's just a setup for next issue to have this pretty much run the gauntlet to try to save his uncle that's just basically the setup but to get the setup you go through a lot of things here that end up not really meaning much and so but it's still good it's still better than a lot of other you know things i don't mind it but again it's one of those where you kind of have to realize that there has been better issues up to here but it is written by 
uh, Saladin Ahmed and Javier Garon, because they're both storytellers, Javier Garon doing the art. Uh, you have David Coriel on colors and VCs Corey Pettit on letters. The criminal mastermind ultimatum came out of nowhere and in no time a syndicate flooded Brooklyn with a strange drug, increasing the violence that usually comes with illegal drug sales. The substance makes some users temporarily feral while giving them super strength and resilience. Miles is wasting no time tracking ultimatum, even though the man literally stomped them using something like giant man tech the last time they met. In the meantime, you also find out that he's another Miles Morales, which they don't yep. say that here. That's pretty That's from big. the Spider-Man yeah. 2 series. Yeah, and is a, you know, a, a buddy with old Kingpin. So we, we did see creation. that. Yeah. Oh, you love it. A tip led <laughs> Spider-Man to a Magia boss waiting in a restaurant. But while Miles watched, he realized a sniper's gun was trained on the man from another rooftop. He leapt to confront that would-be assassin, dot, dot, dot. It's his uncle. And you knew it was, you know what I mean? You knew that that's where it was going. You knew all of these things going into this, but I, I like it. I like actually the deal with his uncle because he ended up being out of the the game. He He literally was not, you know, a bad guy. He had retired, but he needed to get the Prowler suit. Uh, to save Miles with, with Miles' dad when he was taken. And so with all that, he ended up having to end up, hey, give me the suit. I'll do, you know, whatever you ask. I'll, I'll murder people. I'll do these. I'll take some hits. But, you know, I needed to save my nephew. And he ended up doing it. So I like that that twist there that you end up having Miles want his uncle to be a good guy. But really, it was him getting captured and tortured that made him be the bad yeah, guy. Get back um, into the life. And and you still have that here. Uh, y- you know, is it a little silly that every time they meet and do this, where it's like, come on, you know, Uncle Aaron, you can't do this. I yeah. have to. Please don't. I have to. Let's fight. A- and so it always ends up in a fight where, you know, you go back and forth with them. The thing is with this, he's supposed to, you know, kill this, you know, mobster. And he says, you know, I'm going to kill him. And Miles is like, no, 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 you can't kill him. I can't let you do And he that. says, yeah. he's not innocent. That guy's killed so many people. He's like, you know, I can't let you do this. I, I, I can't just let it. And he's like, I know. And then they just start fighting. And then that's what ends up kind of giving them away to these gangsters. They end up seeing and hearing this fight. They end up going uh, yeah, out of nowhere. You know, you end up getting Man Mountain Marcos. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I don't like, know really? where he comes from. Yeah. He just he's just one of the guys from you know he ends up one coming of the up. Thugs. And, yeah, he's one of the thugs because he comes up and and they seem to know that the person putting out the hit is Ultimatum. He even says Ultimatum thinks that the family's washed up, huh? Easy pickings. Well, I'm here. Mad Man Mountain Marcos is here to send you back to your boss in pieces. So they know that at least you know that Prowler is there for. Ultimatum, Ultimatum, which it does yeah. seem to be the case overall. Um, but but with this deal, it is kind of like a, a cool idea. Like I said, about the only reason that Aaron's back in the deal is because of Miles being captured. But now Miles is scrolling him because he, you have to do this hit. If he doesn't do this hit, then he's going to be in trouble, and he is. And, and again, this big fight, the main thing about it is to pretty much keep reminding us over and over that he's running out of webbing and then runs out 
uh, he's yep. out of juice. And so he Big does Spider-Man not have that. Big Spider-Man trope right there. Yeah. yeah. So he doesn't have that. He ended up leading into this gank. He ends up saying, I, I can't make it anymore. It's gone. We don't have anything to make it. So you have that. It's gone. Also, the idea, you know, the Venom Blast is not exactly working full power or it's just that he's fighting some pretty big guys it's to me kinda, i don't know because this thing has taken down some huge that's characters what I'm saying. as it far down, as power it almost levels took down go. grendel for christ's yeah. sakes you yeah, know no, the dragon it it dropped it out of yeah, the sky so it's a weird deal that when he says the things and when it happens it's not i wish it was more spelled out that he's like why isn't this working full power he just ends up going man that's the second guy that i tried to do that it didn't work and you're wondering, like, okay, he's tired. He's, you know, whatever the case may be, it's just not working out for him. And, you know, his webbing's gone. So you're yeah, really everyone's getting... got some special suit on to keep and, and, preventing it. And it's weird, it. too. Yeah, and it's weird, too. It's like it just seems like it's just the setup for, and again, it might be the next issue. Uh, or But it's there. We need a Spider-Man, a Miles that's going to go through this stuff without any sort of help. Gauntlet, you yeah. know, he's going to have to do this with his smarts. His smarts he's going to yeah. have to do stuff like that, which he is a smart kid. Um, yeah, but while this is going on, you know, Man Mountain, he's attacking them. So they kind of team up to kind of fight him. And you almost end up and it, it's a weird deal because you almost end up with him killing, you know, Man Mountain. But again, you, you can also go with the idea that maybe Man Mountain, but he's a big guy, you know. I don't think he on the drive. It's it's just it's odd that he ends up, you know, the the venom blast doesn't even really knock him over. He doesn't even fall down. No. I mean, it's really bad. Uh, so you end up where I've they knock him off the roof. Special vitamins, is yeah. What he says. Yeah, that's what I he says. I don't know what he, that means. I do. He's on that drug that's all <laughs> around town, and that's the only thing is I know this drug makes you, you know, feral, and it says it gets you, but this is the venom blast, and so you're confusing the thing again. Is it the venom blast is less, or is it because he's on this drug? Uh, but we'll have to see. So you, you end up going the the mobster. He he skedaddles. He's not going to stick yeah, around. He realizes gone. that somebody has you know marked him and he's gone off. And so that's where Aaron gets the call and ends up getting the call from uh, Ceres, who says you done messed up. Yeah, you didn't do the deal. And he, I do like yeah, him where he's like a, some drone or something in his suit that told them what he yeah. was up to and what he's doing. Because yeah, that's I, a I, quick, uh, quick either reaction. That or they they're watching there. from cameras or they saw him going off. But yeah, they, they know. Yeah, we'll have to see. And she just says, you know, you messed up. And it's, it's, it's a cool deal where he almost starts to try to make a line. He's just like. Yeah, more or less. I, I did. I bailed on it. And like, well, you know what happens then? I can't stop it. I tried, but I can't because she really likes him. And she's like, you know, what's going on? She's like, there's a hit on you. There's a bounty. It's really big. And you're going to end up having everybody come after you. And so pretty much you're getting Prowler the Hunted uh, coming yep. up because she ends yep. up saying, and is, again, we're at the end of the issue. This is a very quick issue. And she just says, well... Maybe I can kind of have Talk a loophole. to him. Yeah, well, yeah. she says that's not going to work. She just says that basically the plan then is you get to me, I'll capture you, I'll get the money for the bounty. I, to me, that just ends up because you're not going to catch a guy for a bounty and not have to turn him over to Ultimatum then. I mean, really, right. he's Ultimatum's not just going to give you, or they'll fake his death. And he'll go off and, you know, he'll be out of the book again. And now he could be a good guy. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. But she says you have to make it 
uh, to me. And with that, you know, we, it's going to be tough. You're going to have to go through a lot of things. There's going to be a lot of people after you. Good luck. And you even have almost like a video game, even like a board game setup, but more like a video game map as the last page where you see that they're going to have to go through a bunch of things. So I think this is going to be a couple issues of this happening. And I'm afraid that might not be the greatest. It may be yeah. one of those because I have been liking in the meantime, too. You have stuff going on with his mom and the baby and, you know, all these other things in the background where now you're just going to go through this gauntlet. And that's pretty crazy in a book that I've really enjoyed up to now. Don't hate this issue, but it is a down issue in my mind. It's set up to something that I'm afraid is going to kind of stick around Slow a little the too book long. Down a little. Yeah. yeah, I'm afraid of that. And just uh, make it too formulatic. You know, it's, yeah. been, it's been pretty good, like being varied and not sticking around a story too long. So maybe one more issue of this. And, hopefully, and we'll move on. hopefully. Just see, there's a lot of places that they have marked with exclamation points that they have I to know, get through. That map I would think that, that yeah, I would think that that's going to be two issues at least, it seems. And then you kind of got to get to her and then try to figure out what's and going she's on gonna there. she's going to double cross him or something. Yeah, I just think that that's all she's doing she does seem to like him though she has giving him a lot of benefits uh even giving him the suit she he had no money and he's i'll do some stuff and she really shouldn't have trusted him anyway um but she did and so that's where you go i think it's one of those that maybe she's in trouble as well for even giving him the suit and that kind of ties in but uh we'll see how that goes i like the art a lot i always did and i think that the art's a real strong thing in this in the series And uh, so with that, I'm going to give it, uh, it's like the same deal, but I'm going to go seven. I don't think I can go as high as a seven five with it just because it's all set up. It's a big fight. It's very quick. Uh, But the whole series is quick. I don't mind a quick issue, uh, but quick because you're just fighting Man Mountain Marcos. I, I, you know, that's kind of out of nowhere. Uh, But what would you give it? Yeah, I'm going to give it a seven. I mean, I still enjoy it enough, but this was... I caught up on seven or eight issues. This was probably my least favorite, but a seven is a yeah, low it was four, mine too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so. and that's that just shows you how much I we like it because yeah. seven is my probably my least favorite. There are some issues that legitimately I could have given nines to. And the funny thing is some of those hardly had miles in it. It, it. it was, you know, his dad and uncle. And I really like that back and forth between them. And then you kind of end up where it does stink that he ends up being Prowler full-time bad here to kind of set this up. But uh, I, I do like the characters. And I think that Saladina Mehta is writing a really good book here, uh, which is a segue because we're going to go off now. Actually, before what? we end that, it's, it's real weird. They they do the other Prowler because um, Hobie Brown's been the Prowler in yeah. the Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man yep. book. So it's, yeah. you know, it's weird they, they don't throw him in the Iron Spider suit again or do something yeah, it was weird because even at the one point when we're catching up, he even says, you know, and almost like a setup to remind everybody of Iron Spider. But it seemed like they wanted to go away from that. Maybe that's the thing. Maybe maybe he'll end up saying, like, listen, they're going after Prower and then they'll see Hobie. It's him over there. Like, there you get him. Uh, I'm I'm getting the heck out of New York City right now. There's somebody with a bounty for the Prowler if they did. But I think they're going after Aaron himself. So we'll have to see. But yeah, well, uh, you know, them going through this gauntlet with, you know, Miles without, you know, webbing and seemingly maybe a lesser or even I'll even say even if it is the full Venom Blast, it doesn't matter because I believe that anybody they're going to go against is going to be on this drug. They, yeah. they pretty much any I don't think Miles can get anywhere 
in the city without running into everybody on this drug. <laughs> and it kind of seems silly because yeah. you don't get that in other just, books. Just we don't to nullify it. his venom blast. Basically. It's just Brooklyn. They're all on drugs in Brooklyn, mm-hmm. it seems. So we'll see. Uh, but like I said, we're going to go off now. I, I did a review of the other Salvina Med book that came out, which is Magnificent Miss Marvel. And I don't know. I'm going to segue into it with a song. And I don't know if you, you saw at the end, you ended up where you, you didn't like the Beatles reference. But did you like the next issue referencing a Beastie Boys song? Did you like that? Was that yeah, something I'm that a, you like? I'm a Beastie Boys fan. Okay. So that's the segue. Here we go. No sleep till... It's me again by myself to talk of The Magnificent Miss Marvel, number nine, written by Saladin Ahmed, art by Minkyu Young, inks by Juan Velasco, colors by Ian Herring, and letters by VCs Joe Caramanga. Kamala recently returned from an adventure on an alien planet with a powerful new nanotech costume. But it's not all good news in New Jersey. Is it ever good news in New Jersey? That's a burn on you, New Jersey. NJ. Because of alien interference, her parents no longer remember that she's Miss Marvel. And it turns out they've been keeping a secret of their own. Kamala's father is sick with an incurable disease. A disease that nobody can even figure out until this issue. That's not in the recap. I'm adding that for, you know, for effect. Kamala reached out to her former Avengers teammate Tony Stark for help finding a solution. But so far, he's come up dry. Until now, but that's not in the recap. That's that's me for a fact. And you start off with Kamala. She's doing some homework, as kids usually do at 4.05 p.m. Not my kids. They are playing Fortnite usually. And Rafe is, at that point, usually getting banned for the third time that day on Xbox Live. And we won't even go into that. Um, but she's there with Zoe. Uh, one of the things that I really enjoy about Kamala and the whole Miss Marvel, and this goes back to G. Willow Wilson, or especially G. Willow Wilson's run, is the, you know, the idea that this book is more about, well, she's a superhero, obviously she's Miss Marvel, but it is also about family and friends, and those are just important to her as the superheroing. Uh, and so that's why the idea of her dad having this incurable disease is even, you know, hitting harder in this book to her and the fans here. Um, but yeah, they end up they're studying. Uh, Kamala's mom comes in and says, hey, you know, you want to eat over? Like, you know, Zoe, we got samosas and we're in. Now, if Tanya, my wife, heard that, she would have necessarily not heard samosas. She would have thought they said mimosas and she would have stayed there for life <laughs> is what she would have done. Forever, she would have been there. Mimosas on on the house, uh, but since it's samosas, I would stay there forever because I'm a glutton. But yeah, hey, Zoe loves it, so they start eating, and you get Kamala gets a text from Tony and actually says, "Can I talk to you a minute? I think we're getting an idea that we might be able to figure this out with your father." Well, it, it ends up where the time bomb, the ticking time bomb of this disease, is getting near the end, and you do see. Kamala's father just fall over. He is now in, you know, big trouble. They take him to the hospital. This is a point where you're going to need a cure now or never. 
And that's kind of what happens. So you end up having everybody come. You know, her whole family's there at the hospital. She's there. And then you end up having Bruno come by. And that's the big thing of the issue for her personally. I mean, I can't say that her dad, you know, getting operated on, which we'll see. Is not personal, but a big thing in this book, in this issue that's happening. And it's a real shame. It gets spoiled on the cover. And I'm not a a guy who necessarily always looks at the covers when I do the reviews. I kind of jump in and start reading and reviewing. So I'm going through my review and on the site, you know, weirdsciencemarvelcomics.com. I don't like to spoil the big things. So I'm hinting around. Oh, my. Y- y- you never believe what ends up happening with Kamala and Bruno at the end. It's something I always wanted. Oh, my goodness. And then I look at the cover. I'm like, oh, what am I doing? Why am I playing this game? Why are you spoiling things? But yeah, Bruno's awesome. He's there. He's just there for, you know, the comfort Kamala and her family. He's just waiting there. Well, that's when, you know, Tony Stark shows up with Doctor Strange. And so you're wondering, okay, what has he figured out? And I think that Saladin Ahmed here comes up with something very, very clever the way he does this. Now, I am aware. I know that I'm not the biggest Marvel dictionary uh, of all people. I've not met that person yet. Maybe John Jack, possibly. But you end up having this deal where when I first came over to read and review some Marvel stuff, just as a, you know, something to do at that point before there was even going to be a podcast, I ended up saying, like, okay, what does everybody hate? Because for some reason, I always get drawn to those books thinking that I'm going to look at it a little different way and I'm going to prove or be able to convince people that something they always hated. They would love. And everybody told me it was the Inhumans. That's everybody. Everybody hates the Inhumans. I hate the Inhumans. So I I ended up, okay, this is going to be my thing. I'm going to go and look into the Inhumans. And I didn't like them anyway. So, but but I do like Kamala. I do like Moon Girl. Uh, You know, those sort of things that tied into the Terrigen Mist, all that stuff going on. So I, I am actually... A little bit learned, as the fancy people say, of, you know, what goes on with that. And so when Tony comes down and explains it, again, I think that this is such a neat way. And and maybe some of you will tell me, oh, that's not really new. They've done this in another book or whatever. But what he explains is, you know, Kamala, you're an inhuman. And when the Terrigen Mist came, it unlocked your powers. Well, there are some people that have the latent gene you know the latent inhuman gene and what ends up being is that your parents do your father especially he's got it and she's like oh man i was wondering you know how i got my powers and how i got that all right that makes sense and he's like well in these people that it was latent he didn't end up and that's funny just thinking that he could have developed powers kamala's dad he would have been great but it's the latent gene and because of that and certain people with that mixed with the terrigen mist that came through it ends up being what he says a time bomb on their physiology. It unlocked the disease. It unlocked pretty much the inhuman cancer. And that makes sense in a bunch of different ways, but especially because this is something that's never been around. Nobody's ever seen this. So that makes sense that the doctors, when I thought that they were doing the idea that Saladin Ahmed was just like, eh, it's this disease nobody knows about or no I thought that that was just kind of to make it so, okay, nobody's going to call him out on anything. But no, it actually is smarter than that, that it was the latent gene mixed with the Terrigen mist coming. And it caused this, like I said, I, I call it in human cancer. They don't have the deal. But because of the idea, this keeps going, because of the idea that the Terrigen mist is so ancient and ritualized and magical, 
he's brought Dr. Strange to come in and perform some magical surgery. And again, this is a kind of a really neat little twist, as I like to call them, with the idea that you end up having the surgeon, you know, Stephen Strange, though can't be until later when he gets that book, the Surgeon Supreme, but he's able, he's going to be doing mystical surgery. I think that's pretty cool. Now, Tony has to go off. He's got to go off now. And he, he gives Kamala a nice big hug. And I, I even had some people talking and asking me, and I said, it just kind of happened this way. But they asked, when has Tony been so close to Kamala? And it's, you know, gradually happened, things like that, teams where, you know, things are on when Tony was dead, things like that. But I really like it. So I don't mind wherever it happened. It, it makes sense to me. It, and it makes Tony seem like just such a good guy. And I like Tony being a good guy. He he ends up hugging Kamala saying, I'm going to go. And I thought too, as he's hugging her, I'm like, that, that might hurt. He's got that Iron Man armor on. I mean, he flipped the visor, but still, he, he better watch himself. He's going to crush her. And then she's going to have to embiggen and then punch him in the face. Uh, but as this goes on, you end up having Stephen Strange, you know, Dr. Strange go in. He's got all the, you know, the, 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 doctor's outfit on i I was trying to think of what they're the scrubs he he goes in and then basically says to you know kamala's mom listen this is beyond experimental surgery this is beyond you know maybe there's uh, this is a last hope deal this may not work there's a lot of risks involved and i'm thinking it's magical there's more risks that might be really crazy that you may end up with not just uh somebody dying per se but they're at their wit's end. They don't have a lot of other options. He is going to die. So they say, yes, we'll we'll do that. That That's fine. We want to have him back up and running. Please just do your best. He goes off to do the surgery. And then all of a sudden, you know, every time at this point, even Kamala and Bruno want to kind of have some alone time, you know, to talk and kind of relax a little. And there's a big crash. Kamala runs through. She ends up, you know, getting her armor that goes around her now and runs out and sees mr hyde who looks awesome and he's ending up mr hyde is just a humongous guy who's about to punch this other guy turns out this guy isn't necessarily innocent he's ending up this guy stole the serum that makes mr hyde wants to do this mr hyde's pissed off so they're going but in the meantime you do have dr strange kind of telekinetically telling you know in a hologram type deal telling kamala listen if that's mr you got to get him out of the hospital i I can't have these distractions this is crazy surgery on its own i don't need this so kamala just starts fighting mr hyde and and it's an overly long battle it it really is it's cool though you know he is just going and everywhere he goes he's ripping through walls picking beds and hitting kamala with them kamala's kicking them uh you know and they they do end up crashing through the wall he ends up sending she sends mr hyde down and he just runs off so he ends up going he runs off you have kamala jump down then and like where are you hyde and in the meantime, he seems gone. Bruno comes out and is like, oh, my God, you know, are you OK? The hospital's in a lockdown now. Uh, don't worry, your mom and your brother are OK. Hopefully your dad will be fine. Uh, yeah. And you end up where Kamala's like, I had to do this. You know, I'm sorry. And Bruno's like, oh, man, you're hurt. You, you know, you got you cut, you're hurt, you're bruised. She's like, don't worry, that that will heal. I had to do this. I'm a superhero. I got to stop people. But then she's like, I got to see how my dad is and like you know whatever you do you know you'll make the best choice do these things that things and he's he's just being his nice guy 
And that's when he says, it's why I love you. And she just stops. And then she's like, Bruno, I, and then he just kissed, she kisses him. And he, he looks very surprised. I'll tell you, at this point in the book, not once after or during this kiss does he smile. He ends up getting the kiss. He looks shocked. Then he ends up looking at her like, I don't know, in fear. And then she feels bad. And she says, I have to go. And then she runs off and he says, be careful. And I'm like, oh, Bruno, you stupid idiot. I hope that this isn't something crazy. I hope that he's just kind of taken aback because she goes off now to go get Mr. Hyde. While while she's just like, she seems so shamed and so upset because he didn't even seem like he was happy. You stupid Bruno. Um, but we'll see. I hope it's not one of those things that he's like, well, I think we're better as friends. I'm like, oh, no, you're going to break my heart. So we'll see how that goes. But she runs off to go see Mr. Hyde. I'm telling you, you end up. This is all wrong. That's what Bruno seems to be looking at her. How dare you? That's what I'm saying to Bruno. So please, Bruno, you get you got to tell her that, that you like the kissy poos. You like the smoochins. Um, but I gave this a nine on the site. It's another one. It's weird because I talked about that black cat earlier. And overall, if you just think of like what is going on, it, I mean, it's huge. And it's a great idea to explain how Kamala's dad got sick. But we're still just in the surgery. You end up Mr. Hyde shows up and she has to fight Mr. Hyde. Now go off to get him. And then she kisses Bruno. So there are things happening, but it is really a setup issue. But still, I loved it. I, I thought the art was great. I, I really, really like the art in, in this book. I think it is is awesome. I think that it fits so well with everything that went even before it. Minkyu Young, I think, gets the character designs and everything really, really good. And I, I've said it in my reviews since we haven't been sa- uh, using this or, or reviewing this on the site so much. I will repeat myself for this is that I think that Saladin Ahmed has proven by this point, nine issues, that he ended up when he took over the book before. Yeah, G. Will Wilson leaving. Everybody was like, "Oh my God, this is the worst." You know, I love, G- you know, I love G. Willow. I love Kamala. What's going to happen? Saladin Ahmed's announced, and he has been kind of in and out with the character, and also ends up being friends with G. Willow Wilson. So everything seemed okay. Then when the magnificent part was announced for the title and he said, oh, it's it's going to be more extreme. It's going to be her, you know, getting out of just, you know, her hometown and getting into space and things. And I, I did see and, and me being one of them said, "Ooh, I, I hope that he's not just deciding that he's got to do things just to do things or he's, he's going to end up changing the character. And he did not. And, and even at this point. You read it, and I think it, it's seamless with with the G. Will Wilson run, as it just she is a little bit older. She's been a hero for a little bit longer, so it makes sense. And I just you can tell that Saladin Ahmed loves the character. He he definitely gets the character, knows what fans of the character loved and what they wanted, and. It's just a shame because I see a lot of people who just did bail and never even decided like, oh, well, G. Will is out, I'm out. And I think that if that's the case, if if you're one of those, give it a look because I think you'll like it. I, I think that you'll like it. You know, if G. Will Wilson's your favorite, you may not like it as much. You might be lying to yourself and trying to, you know, prove a point and call me a liar. Uh, but I think that you would still enjoy that. And if you haven't read it at all, even G. Willow Wilson's deal, you can pick up you know, this going forward. And again, I, I always mention it, but coming up in a couple months, the first issue will be on Marvel Unlimited. And I, I would just tell people, you know, I'm not going to beg 
you know, I ain't too proud to beg, but I ain't going to beg. But if you want to check something out, that's a fun character, a younger character. Uh, you know, check it out when it comes on Marvel Unlimited, but nine out of 10 from me. And now I'm going to go back with a Brandone and we are going to end the podcast. <laughs> Brandon's been drinking all day and I gotta get him for the show. Oh no, well I can't get a hold of him, oh that ain't right. He must be passed out drunk, so that means no Brandon tonight. Brandon's lame, have you heard? Brandon's lame. His family's ashamed. Little girl wants to change your name. Ah, yes. We're back. <laughs> I laugh when I play those when you're here. <laughs> And it I'm just makes me dead laugh. sober. Just, yeah, you're sober, ready to go. And there he is. He's like, you're still lame, though. It's not, you know, no, just because you're sober that. doesn't mean. I, I got to end up having songs like Brandon Isn't Drunk Again or, or stuff like that. That would be the next deal. Sober I ended up, I Brandon. wanted to record that a bunch of things. That would be a sad song. Yeah, it would be. I, I wanted to record a bunch of things this week, but I ended up getting a lot of arguments last week. I mean, if you remember last week, I didn't even have a voice. For the podcast that was gone So I ended up not being able to do it And it, it always upsets me I had a lot of ideas and then I, I don't write things down or anything, So they all slipped away I have no idea what was going on in my head And that's probably the best thing uh, But we're yeah. going to do the last book It's a book that I love now And I, I do have to tell you Since Invaders is still going on And I did claim that I was marrying Invaders I, I'm one of those pieces of crap that I end up before the divorce papers are through, I end up getting another wife because yeah. I think I want to well, marry Daredevil now. I mean, that now. was five months ago at this point. So that that's was. Allowed, and I mean, right. I, I'm, you know, what's love the, them, leave the them, Jim, they call me, <laughs> uh, is what they say. Uh, but no, I end up where I think that I am going to marry this book now because I really, really do like it, which is shocking. And this is what I keep saying about all these books, almost like a Dr. Doom or a Ghost Rider, like I said at the beginning of the podcast. I was not a Daredevil fan going into this. I didn't have much of a background with Daredevil. This book not only ended up making me love the book itself, but actually did make me go back and, and look at some things. I'm not going to say I've read stuff. I'm lazy. But I did look at stuff. I looked at covers in the you know the Marvel Unlimited app, actually. I read a couple issues. I haven't read everything, but I started reading like Frank Miller's deal. And then the stuff that people will point out is the best. But in the meantime... This is my favorite. I, I love it. I actually really, really love it. And now that you have the solid art back and things like that from, you know, with Marco Chichetto, Chichetto, Chichetto uh, there, uh, I, you know, there's nothing that I don't like about it except one little thing that bothers me as we go through this. But you'll see. It didn't really affect my score too much because I was liking it too much. But it is Daredevil 13, written by Chip Zdarsky, art by Marco Chichetto. Colors by Nolan Woodard, uh, Chichetto, and unfortunately, as always, old VCs Clayton Kells gets shoved way down there, not amongst the, you know, the high flying high rollers up there, the color art and writer. I think if I was uh, Clayton Kells, I'd go to first, I'd go to VC. 
and say, what, why do you own me? What, what did I do that you're allowed <laughs> to? I have to be VCs, Clayton Cowles. I mean, really? Did he get a prowler suit? Uh, but I also say, hey there, Zdarsky and Chichetto, you know, let suit. me up there. You get a prowler suit. Uh, look <laughs> under your deal. And then the next thing, everybody's bitching and moaning because they have to pay taxes on the prowler suit. How yep. dare you, Oprah? Give me that prowler suit. Stops from uh, venom blast, at least. Though. Yeah, really. Yeah, but still, you have to pay taxes. But, uh, so you end up with this, and uh, I'll give you the deal, too. Daredevil's broken. Oh, my. Is he so broken oh, that he can come over? I'm going to put him back together, Eric, with my love. Eric, I called you. Now I'm drunk. <laughs> While attempting to save a fake Daredevil from the corrupt cops in New York, Matt Murdock fell short. But his ex, Electra, was there to save him and once again offer her assistance to train him. Uh, you know, saying, hey, I'll be your stick. And he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't know that Easy. I go that way. And she's like, hey, you will. Uh, Mayor Wilson Fisk, a previous kingpin of crime, fell into old habits when confronted by a bully in the form of a rich socialite, Ty Nichols. And I will stop you right there. He was not a bully. He was an a-hole is what <laughs> yeah. he was, not a bully. A difference. Uh, he was a jerk. He was a rich jerk. While at the Stroman's estate, Wilson did what Wilson tends to do and killed Ty in the Stroman's bathroom. And yeah, yeah, it did. And it was, you know, brutal. And that does not end here. Uh, but you're not going to get a ton of Daredevil. You're not going to get a ton of Matt. And I'm not just saying page count. I'm saying of, you know, progression of anything. He is now training with Electra. Looks great. It seems you know, to go it, quick. Yeah. And it, it's, you know, classic deal where she's in. And, you know, a classic for most people uh, with Daredevil. Classic for me. Because it's blood sport. I mean, that's all it is. You, you end up, he's he's training. And I mentioned blood sport a, a bunch earlier, too. You end up, he's training for the Kumite. Because isn't life the Kumite? Yes. And you end up having, you know, Tanaka, who's actually Electra there. And, you know, swing, a, you know, the stick. And he grabs it. And it's just the same. I think it's exact. Uh, but, yeah, she's training him. And even going through the idea of being a better man type deal and that seems to be the theme here going on not necessarily fisk being a better man because he's a, a downright murderer here yeah and and even gets to be he's almost really like a sniveling little baby either, you know, but no but that's the thing he is trying to do his power thing in a more legit way he's not quite legit but still he's trying to do something he's trying to change but he doesn't like the change and we said this, we knew this was going to happen, and then it did, and we said it's going to get, because once Owsley laughed in his face when he's like, listen, you, you messed up, you went yeah. after the Libra's crime Jumped family, away. you weren't supposed to do that, and he just flew away and said, you know, screw you, you're an asshole, you know, I shouldn't curse there. Uh, but he goes off, and uh, you end up where he can't take it, and he's like, I'm not used to being bullied, he ends up killing Ty. And so he's got to fix this. I mean, and this bathroom is awful. Oh, it's it, it's just covered in blood. So is he. So he calls Wesley and he's like, Wesley, you got to get me out of this. And and really the bad part of this whole issue is Wesley. Yeah, so I think he's so not too. there. He's not. Oh, no. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? It's like he just this is his thing. This is what he does. And it, it, he reminded me of Harvey Keitel in Pulp Fiction, The Wolf. Who just comes in and starts and we need this, 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 grab that, get this, we're gonna get out of here. And so he ends up, you know, going, he gets some information which leads him to be able to grab, you know, this janitor type guy, you know, this guy who works for the Stromans 
And he's like, okay, you're going to come with me. You're going to see some really messed up things. But you're going to do what I say because we have people at your house. They're going to kill your wife and kids, which they don't. But he ends up finding this out through the HR that he has these people so he can say this and scare the guy. And the big thing is everybody, even in the Slack, was like, oh, my God, because I, I, I had the feeling what they were doing right away was this guy was not going to live long. No. I mean, he's oh, yeah. in, in big trouble. Big I'm trouble. Like, as as soon Julio. as he walks into the bathroom, I'm like, they're not letting this guy leave no, this bathroom No, they're not going to let him get out of this. So I'm thinking that they're just going to clean up and then shoot him or kidnap him. But it's a little more because they end up having him clean this awful bathroom, blood everywhere, end up disposing of Ty's body in pretty much, you know, the janitor's little cart, throws him in the thing, has this other guy go and take him out, put him in the car as you end up having Julio continue to clean up and they're like okay you know what it looks great you you did a great job holy it's like i'm not done he's like oh no 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 we we don't need this to not look like a crime scene we 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 need it to not look like a murder it (laughs) needs to look like a suicide now we're gonna slice your throat because now it's your suicide and they end up doing it and they end up and and you have wesley say you know to kingpin Hey, you know, call up the police, call 911, say there's been a suicide. You walked into it. We're going to get the story where you walked into a, a scene where there was a suicide. Ty had seen it. He ran off. And I, I just thought, why did you go that route? Why wouldn't you go the route that Kingpin walked in, saw Ty killing Julio, ended up struggling with him? That's why he'd be covered with blood. And Ty ended up getting away. And now he's a fugitive. He's out and about. But yet they say it's a suicide and Ty freaked out and ran off. The problem is there's still a lot of Thai blood everywhere. I yep. guess maybe they won't look into it. Maybe New York's are... police department is under budget I, now. I guess they... that it's one of the things. If you don't have any reason not to believe that it is something different, you just let it go. But it seems odd to leave Ty's blood there and then say a suicide and then make this thing because – What suicide are you walking into where you're going to have blood on your face, hands, all over your clothes? Because Kingpin is covered in blood. He he is covered. Yeah, it's everywhere. And even when the cops come, he's he's still covered in blood when when he's talking to them and stuff. So it's just an odd deal in my mind why they would go that route. Um, But that's how they do it, Uh, I guess, maybe so that they don't necessarily look for Ty. But they're still going to. And I'd rather have, if I'm them, I'd rather have them look for a murderer than somebody who just ran away because eventually Ty's not going to show up anywhere. And now you got to kind of worry about that opening up a case. And the last person to see him was Kingpin. So it yep. kind of ties. It's just an odd deal, but it, it's pretty brutal. Uh, while that's going on, you continue to see, you know, Matt working on becoming Daredevil again, getting better, yeah, you know, so he doesn't sparring. go and kill people again. Uh, yeah, and he's sparring. And I always like when they show his, like, radar vision, and it's Electra here. I like the way her hair looks in that radar vision. And he ends up, you know, kind of learning the deal. And she's impressed. And yeah. he ends up, you know, getting she her on the shoulder. She looks much better this issue than she's looked in previous yeah, issues, yeah, too. Yeah, she looks good. And and even gets her. And she's like, you know what? It's been a long time since somebody's been able to get through my guard. You know, you're, you're doing pretty good here. Uh, but, yeah, the whole thing with Kingpin, even when this is going on, he's saying to Wesley, like, you don't understand, Wesley. Like, I can't take this. I'm trying to do this where I'm the big b- boss man. 
but these people aren't respecting me. They're, they're making fun of me. I'm not the biggest, baddest guy in the room anymore, and I don't like that, and this is what happens, and I freak out. And you end up with Wesley's like, you're good. You're going to be great. Don't worry. You're the big man, you know, all that. But you see that Kingpin's already killed a guy just because he made fun of him about clogging the toilet. Yeah. When he ends up getting out of this and finds out what Owsley is doing, he's in big trouble. Yeah. And also, he he's already mad at the guy because the guy laughed at him and went off. So he's already there. It's just that if you remember, and unfortunately for Owsley, the whole thing was that Owsley said, you're not going to do anything. You have a you know a dinner with the, one of the most powerful families in the country you don't want you know stuff to come up and so you're not going to do anything well that kind of went south that that this dinner and stuff didn't go very well so i think Owsley's in big trouble but we do see he is bad but he looks like he, he's just hideous looking yeah too. he, he is. just he's looks disgusting awful. i'm telling you whatever Curls my did, stomach I, I think he's got gonorrhea. I, I can see him. <laughs> sta- stage seven of gonorrhea is your Owsley because he just looks – he looks like if you are in the same room, you'll definitely start itching because just <laughs> he, he just looks so dirty. And, yep. and stuff, and you start itching, and the next day, Fleas, you're definitely go. Yeah, you go to the doctor and getting tested right after it because he's that bad. He looks that awful. Uh, but, yeah, he's there to talk. Uh, you know, about the whole deal with Izzy, Izzy Libris, who he ended up doing the drive-by, even though it was uh, a couple floors up. But he ended up, you know, shooting in there. There's no mention of that other son there that, that took no. all the bullets. But, so it, that doesn't seem to be a big thing for anybody. Um, But he ends up being there. And it's such – Chip Zdarsky does such a good thing in this whole setup, this one page. Uh, yeah, I love the art, too. Yeah. Uh, I love the art, and I love this dialogue where – you know, you have Izzy's like, okay, listen, I-, I know it was you who tried to kill me. You set fire to the bookstore. You know, doesn't mention our other son, but you tried to kill us. And I don't care how you tried to get out of this or lie. And he's like, lie? No, I did it. And it, it throws her so off. Like, this is Owsley, who has so much confidence yeah. right now that it's going to end up really backfiring. Uh, no, he isn't. And so he's like, no, no, it was me. And she's like, what? And then he ends up going to his, his butch, this thug. Hey, butch, you know, you're going to corroborate the story. It was me, right? And he's like, you most certainly did there, boss. And it made me <laughs> laugh. Like, she's like, what the hell is going on here? And she's like, that's not the rules. We have homes and families. You don't attack those. He's like, yeah, that's the old rules. And that's not what I'm going with now because I'm here to tell you. There's the Owsley rules now, and you're going to call me Kingpin now because I'm a number one. You know, you end up having Fisk over there. He's doing crap. He's a he's a wuss now. He won't even do anything. Yeah, he I'm turned, taking over. He went and, to the right side. Yeah, and pretty much, you know, and look at this. Even and it's the classic forum and all. Yeah, it's just those fingernails. <laughs> he just you're, you're he talking about me. Bear tracked the leaper earlier, and how you thought he was a yeah, leper. Yeah. I think yeah, Owsley's yeah, really. the leper. Yeah, I, I think that's the thing. He's the leper and, and plus. I mean, look at, oh, my God. Uh, but he's like, yeah, you know, and we're really going to change things up here. Like right now when my thugs are now going to kill all your guys. And they do. They just open fire in public in a library because she ended up wanting to meet in a public place so this wouldn't happen. They don't care. <laughs> They're just going to do this because Fisk can't do anything to him or they think that or he won't do it because he's trying to change it up. Uh, so yeah, they end up shooting the guys. They all, everybody's running out of this library, and he's just like, "That's what's going on. I'm the new <laughs> kingpin. 
there's going to be a smooth transition. Funny, the librarian I'm not scared. comes up to him. Shh. Yeah. Shh. And then he's like, I'm sorry. I'm really, really sorry. And they're like, listen, we are filming Silent Library right now. I don't know if anybody remembers that game show, but me and my kids watch no. it. You ever see that? Silent nope. Library. Nope. One of the stupidest ideas for a game show ever. Where you how end does up- that even work? Oh, you got to see it. You know who was in one of the episodes? Old Justin Bieber back in the day. Him and his crew. Uh, You end up having a library where you end up having like little challenges to do and little things, but you can't make noise. Uh, Like if somebody laughs, that would make too much noise. Oh, it was nonsense. Me and my kids watch it. You got to look it up on YouTube. It's terrible. It's (laughs) terrible. This silent library. But I'm telling you, I love where they would cut to this librarian going, shh. And I'm like, eh, dude, this is the most ridiculous thing. Yeah. And uh, Justin Bieber is in it with a cast. He has a cast on his arm. I mean, there he was. Well, uh, but yeah, Owsley says, I'm in charge now. He's like, I'm not scared of anyone. You, uh, Fist, the cops, nobody. Because again, he has all the cops on the take. So really, he has nobody to fear, he thinks. So we'll see. Because also in the roundabout deal, too, no Daredevil. Because you end up having you know him gone. So all this stuff does lead. To him thinking he could do whatever he wants We know this will backfire on him uh, <laughs> And we, then we end the issue Where you do have Fisk giving his statement Oh man I went in Ty he was freaking out going I just want one of the cops to be like How'd you get blood on your face I, I mean really like it, it, The guy did not shoot himself Where you could say he walked his in wrist was and it went. When I walked yeah, in I'm like really like I guess you could say He tried to resuscitate him uh, that might Maybe. be the way, but he ends up where, you know, this is going on. We'll see if, if Strawin is going to look into this. He says he didn't know uh, this guy, uh, but we'll see how it goes. And then you do go off to our buddy Cole North where he's there and he's being put on leave. And you have, you know, the HR, whatever, you know, the internal affairs deal. I, I don't know how the police departments really work, either. but he says, <laughs> she says, actually. You know this procedure. This happened to you, you know, a bunch of times. This keeps happening. It happened in Chicago. And he's like, yeah, you don't. I understand. Procedure captain hands over his badge and then walks out. And as he goes out, you, you see, you know, these guys there and then the most awful person ever. And, yes, I mean the homeless guy. <laughs> you know, that you don't really know. These jerk offs, these young guys, like, run into this homeless guy's car. Part. And he's just collecting like bottles and cans. Clap your hands there. So he ends up there. Hey, watch it, man. You better not get anything on me. I've got a big gate here. They're going to meet some people. I'm like, I, I want to punch you right in the face. <laughs> and luckily, Cole's walking by and he doesn't like it. I'm telling you, you may not like these guys, right? The one guy has what appears to be maybe cut off jeans too low That's a on problem. this deal. And also work boots without, you know, laces. This is a douchebag, if there ever was one. Plus, he's got a man bun. I mean, this guy has got everything checked off. So then he ends up like, hey, yo, you get anything on you? No, no. And then Cole's like, hey, apologize. What else the guy has? He's got a set of balls on him. Because the <laughs> idea, Cole is a big guy. He is not small. Dude. And this guy turns around and goes, what the F did you just say to me? I'm like. You better watch yourself. I guess this is one of those where he just thinks people won't do anything. Yeah, if you you have a big enough mouth, I think this guy thinks uh, you you won't get punched in the face. And again, there is kind of like a time where cops don't act like that because he's, what are you, a cop? But cops don't act like that. I'm like, 
These are cops here in Hell's Kitchen that end up killing people. I mean, really, you got to watch yourself. But you end up, he breaks that kid's finger and then twists his arm around, maybe broke his wrist. The other guy comes in and he gives him the old karate chop, which I liked. And I'm telling you, (laughs) the the progression of it the the angles don't make sense to me here as this guy's running towards him and then seems to be turned around. And I don't know how that happens, but I'll go with it. Yeah, he gives him the almost like I wish it was like the uh, the the Spock death touch deal, but it yeah. wasn't. Maybe even the dim mock, and you know, your brick don't hit back. Uh, but you end up where they're like apologistic. It's like I'm sorry, man. Okay, and cursing it up, and I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. I did. I didn't see what was going on. And then like, ah, get out of here, man. And then I'm like, man, they're going to the emergency room. You broke that kid's finger. <laughs> uh, but he's like, oh man, cops don't do crap like that. And you have Cole looking there. And I do like this progression. And the art does some of the storytelling, which I always love. Because a lot of times, you know, you have a lot of writers nowadays that just overword everything. And don't let the art to do. So the idea that he says, you know, hey, cops don't do S like that, you know, crap like that. And you do have Cole just looking at this kid and thinking, you know, you can go in your mind like thinking like, you know what? Maybe they should. Or, you know, maybe I shouldn't be a cop then. You know, you have a lot of things that could be going through his mind. All of them, I think. He helps the guy, the homeless guy, pick up the things and then he goes off. He starts crying. He looks at his hands and starts crying about, you know, I I think just like, you know, I'm becoming bad. I'm letting the stress. I'm letting all this get to me. And I kind of attacked some kids, even though they were jerks. But, you know, he's just kind of at a, a, you know, a crossroads of what should I do? Yeah. And I he's do trying think to be that a good guy and everywhere he goes, he he's getting crap And that's done, the thing. So. The good guy ends up getting him worse and worse off. So, you know, what is he going to do? How is he going to figure this out? And you do have Matt showing up then looking pretty badass. I'll tell you, he's there with his hood there. You can't see his face. And he's like, hey, buy you a coffee. And, you know, there we're going to get it. It looks like we'll get what we wanted from the beginning that we wanted a, you know, a team up between Cole and. Uh, Daredevil, because it looks like he's just about to say, I'm Daredevil again. I'm not just going to go around with the scarf around. I'm sure that he's going to go through the deal. Now, I still want to know, is that deal still going with Spidey and all of them? Because that seemed to not be after yeah, he a brings bit. it up this issue, uh, though. Yeah, so I want to see what's going on with that and, and whatnot. But he is training and he's getting better. He's becoming. And that's the whole thing. There's Cole. Who wants to be the good guy? And it's kind. Of, it's like they're going to meet in this weird middle where yep. you have Matt who killed gonna a guy because he came back too goals. early. He's going to go up and become a better man. You have Cole who thinks he's a good man and at least doing the right thing. He's going to have to little bit lenient on that a little to get things done now. Uh, and yeah, I'm sure that Cole just be saying he's frustrated. These cops are pieces of crap. He can't seem to make a dent in anything. Anywhere he goes, they're going to attack him, his partner, do all these things. He's got to take it to the street. So we'll see. We'll see <laughs> if he, you know, you have the idea that maybe Electra will, will train him too. That'd be cool. Yeah. But we'll see how it goes. But I, I, I really do like Electra in this book. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's the thing is in this book, we said earlier about, you know, Dr. Doom having too much going on or all these books having all these pieces and whatever. This book has a ton going on. You have a, but yet it didn't bother me at all in this because I was interested in every part of yeah. the story. So each thing is interesting and each thing has enough space in this to get me in. And really, you're going to have a daredevil 
you know, here where you're not getting the costume anyway, but you're not getting a lot of mat in this issue anyway. And I didn't mind because everything else is so interesting. The art's great. Everything is really good. I'm, I'm looking at that bathroom with just the bloody handprints and stuff. It's awful. Uh, and Al's like, oh, my. Somebody better get him to the doctor. Somebody's <laughs> got to check up on him. And I, I'm t- if, he, if I was standing on the bus and he got up off the seat and got I would not sit on that seat. There's no, no. way. He's got bed bugs in his pants or something. He's Ants in something. his pants. I don't know something. what he is. Oh, my God. Uh, but, he yeah, I give like it a 9-3 on the side. He could use a nap maybe. I don't know. Yeah, that too. <laughs> he looks like he'd use a lot. Uh, but yeah, I gave it a 9-3 on the site. This is my favorite yeah. book of the week by both companies. I loved it. Uh, yeah, I, I said I could pick a, apart a little bit of the fist stuff, but really what you want to get out of that is the idea that he can't take the idea. He doesn't even mind. He could be the president of the universe, but if that allows people to talk crap to him, to his face, He's not going to want that because he, he can needs do that whatever respect. he wants as long as he's got that assistant with him. That guy, yeah, he yeah, knows how to too. take care of business. Uh, but mean, I'm Jesus. telling you, they could say to him, "You are the ruler of the world," almost like Doom, where they're like, "You're going to be the president of the most peaceful Earth ever." He doesn't like that because that's not him. You, you know, you can't have Fisk. Wilson Fisk is not a guy who just sits there and says, "Oh, I don't mind if they're talking no. behind my back or doing anything." He asks, he's going to kill he asks those people. Fisk questions. Yeah, he <laughs> does. Ask, and the Fisk questions are, "What the hell did you say about me?" I am going to now put my Fisk question through your face, right in your uh, mouth. But what would you give it? Yeah, I'm going to give it a nine. I really enjoy this series. I mean, I, I've like oh, you have, have never read much Daredevil. Uh, just a yeah. random issue here or there. But I mean, this is something I'm really into and the characters and all the different stories. Like it's not when one of the stories comes up, I kind of just grit my teeth and make my way through it. I'm interested yeah. in all the different characters. I am too. And you know what's and- weird too is a lot of these, a lot of these writers, when they write something like this, you will get two issues of that one story. Then you'll go, I mean, really, Amazing Spider-Man, we're, we're still dealing uh, with no. stuff in the beginning. Jesus. And so <laughs> this ends up at the end giving you that feeling even though not a ton happens with each story you get a feeling of a lot happened though because you're dealing with everything you're not sitting there going oh man uh, i wonder what happened to fisk in that bathroom and so Mm -hmm. also the idea too in my mind that i like everything is going kind of in real time because you're seeing it all work out and seeing everything going. Yeah. And so, There's yeah. There's not I, that I, page I, where you're like, oh, I wonder how Fisk got out of yeah, that bathroom. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You never th- sit there and go, oh, man, I wonder what this person's up to. I wonder what they're doing because you're getting enough in each issue uh, that you do know what they're doing because there it is. And so I, I do feel that it is one of those like bang for your buck deals where it does feel like a even like an oversized issue, even though it reads pretty quick too. Yeah, so you does. go, but it always gives you more. I'm always so more... into it. That's why it yeah, goes I am by too. fast. Too. I, I don't think in the last I don't bunch, even see yeah, the page I haven't count. changed the page. I have not seen, you know, checked the page count of this in a long time. And I'm telling you, this week I checked a couple page counts as we were going, yeah. and not this one though. <laughs> this one was one of those when I reviewed it, I really zipped through. And then reviewed it and loved it. So, and I saw a lot of other people are loving it as well, which is cool. So, uh, I hope if you're not checking it out, you give it a look. Again, I keep saying this and I say it, uh, on the ones that you weren't uh, involved with me, uh, doing the reviews, you're going to be able to, you know, start checking these out in the app. 
So you'll be able to just kind of, if you haven't read it, it's not like well, you have to go out. At least the first arc should be that's in there That's what I'm saying. You, you, you should be going and being able to do uh, some issues. So you could check it out. And if you do like it and want to buy it as well, uh, you can. But you could just sit there and read it in the app and catch up and, and have some fun because it is really good. And there's not a lot of lulls in it. At the beginning, I thought it was a little slow, maybe the first issue or two. But that might just be because I didn't really know Daredevil. Yeah. So, but you, you well, and end they up were introducing that. Cole, who was pretty new. I mean, I don't yeah. know where you know. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but now it's it's great. It, it really is. So there you go. That's the podcast. I hope everybody enjoyed it. I'll just mention it again. We have a website, weirdsciencemarvelcomics.com, that you can go over to every Wednesday. You can go every day. If you want to go each and every minute, you can. But on Wednesday at about 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time is when we drop most of that week's reviews. So you can go and check what we think of the new books that come out that day. Or check it out later we also have a twitter ws marvel comics i say it all the time but we mean it if you follow us we'll follow you back you can talk to us all that we're not you know we're not pretentious jerks Uh, i do i did end up when we first started uh the podcast over at the dc thing one of the things was that i did like a lot of podcasts and i would try to get a hold of some of the people on the podcast even just to say oh man i love your podcast like How'd you decide to do this? Just stuff. I didn't have a, we didn't even have a site then. I just kind of got in the podcast and not one person ever got back to me. It, it always upset me. I'm like, really? Like, you're just a podcaster. You're not you no know, George Clooney here. You, you know, you're not the Beatles. <laughs> hey, why can't you just respond and say, Hey, thanks a lot for liking it. And then eh, I just bought a mic and did it or, you know, stuff like that. So I do try. And also we ended up when we first started the DC thing, we ended up being told so many times that oh that's all the world needs another dc comics podcast <laughs> oh you guys are gonna fail in in three episodes yeah that was all on reddit too <laughs> it was these jerks on reddit that just threw so much shade at me and eric about how much nonsense we were yeah, and we never place, do this right. and that and i'm just like really like he did, we haven't even recorded yet and you're already saying that so that kind of inspired me but if anybody even i'm just saying a lot of people have asked me advice for, for podcasting and stuff like that, you know, even equipment and stuff. But if you saw the, this desk that I use, oh, my goodness. Uh, right now I have my mouse underneath two blankets because I click too many times. I have a mic with a sock on it with a, with a uh, earphones that keep falling out. And I got a hell of a setup. Probably but, yeah, even if it was that. But I like out. to try to – I like to try. Oh, this sock must just stink. It, it, it is – what's that? Your Owsley sock? That's what it is. It's got all of Owsley's stuff. to jump off the microphone and take Yeah, off. really. It's going to take and you know, slice me. Uh, but yeah, just the idea that when we started, nobody wanted to talk to me. So I, I like to talk to people like that. Uh, you know, if you knocked on my door, I wouldn't answer because I, I get scared. <laughs> but, you know, on Twitter and stuff, you can talk to us. So that would be cool. Uh, yeah, and it's WS Marvel Comics again. So there, and we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash weird science if you want to support us for just this podcast, but you also get a ton of other things. We try to make it something that's like, you know, worth your while. I, I don't want you to blindly just say, oh, I'll throw money at you. I, I don't really need that. And I'll never say that it's to keep the lights on. That, that's another thing that triggers me when I hear it. It keeps the lights on. I'm like, really? And I always say that if you need this Patreon money, to keep the lights on, you get, stop podcasting and get a second Send job. Because, you know there, what I mean? Right? Yeah, really. You, you need to pay your bills with it. That's not the case. It's just the amount of time. 
you know, and, and try to do that. It's mainly so that I can get my wife off my back. And be able to do this And she likes spending money So really But there you go That's it Uh, Yes they do But yeah And some guys like spending money as well I don't I'm cheap So there you go But not easy Where's my (laughs) Where's my last There you go Oh yes But thanks everybody Uh, We'll be talking to you next week And we'll talk to you then Later